Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered from your LB One Year Taxi Squad. We are IDP Nation. Welcome to IDP Nation. I am your host, Daryl Winstead, aka Hollywood. I am joined by my dude Kyle Bellafue. What's going on, Kyle? What is up, Hollywood? Uh, you know Just, me chilling like a villain, brother. I, I know how you roll with them king cans. And uh, you know how I roll. And, I, I know how you do. No, man, yeah. happy to be back. Ready to talk some more football. And uh, we got a special guest. And um, really looking forward to diving into some rookies. We do have a special guest. And I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to this because some of the stuff he's got going on is amazing for sure uh, we are joined by bob van idp um of the uh dynasty rewind and fantasy six pack what's going on bob not much man i'm just ready to chop up some idp rookies it's definitely my wheelhouse awesome. um i i can't get enough rookie coverage i'm big on draft coverage um, over at the Dynasty Rewind, we do a bunch of mock drafts, fantasy and um, NFL mock drafts. Um, yeah, man, I'm just excited to chop up some rookies. I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Man. And we're glad to have you, man. I've been looking at some of the stuff you've been working on, and it is freaking amazing, dude. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, shoot, so much going on. I'm so excited. Let's just get right into it. We'll hit the news and notes running here. Um Defensive end Jadavion Clowney has visited with visited with the Browns once. He's set to visit with them again. From what I'm hearing, that's pretty much a done deal, I think, as long as his medicals kind of check out. Um, that's an interesting piece to put across from uh, uh, Miles Garrett. Yeah, um, you know, it is. It's an interesting spot. Like, where are we at with Clowney? You know, it's uh, he's such a a polarizing like IDP figure. Cause you know, it's a, the production is just doesn't match the name value. And it's uh, you know, what, what, what do you think, Bobby? Do you like the Cleveland spot? I think like it's clowny. I, I don't like clowny, but yeah. I think it's about as good of a spot as you could hope for the guy. You know, he's not going to yeah. be the one, he's not going to be the main focus of the offensive line. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the opportunity is going to be there. It's just a matter of, you know, it's always seemed to me like, does he want to freaking play? You know, does he want to get his motor going? He has all the tools, you know, arguably, you know, the one tool he's been lacking is availability. You know, his injury history has been really catching up with him. He's not somebody I'm going to pursue. You know, he's on some of my waiver wires right now. And I'm like, meh. I've seen him offered up in some trades too. And I'm like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. I I have no interest personally. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see a deal done. Um, at the end of like the off season, like closer to August. Um, I know he, he hates the off season process. He doesn't want to go yeah. to training camp. He doesn't want to do any of that. So yeah. I could see him be a very late signing and, you know, he'll leave the Browns and everyone will be like, Oh, nobody wants him again. And it's like, nah, dude, he's just, he's just going to go chill wherever he is and <laughs> yeah. hang out. Yeah. Nah, Clowny's a dirty point. word down here in Tennessee. You might as well just cut somebody's <laughs> mom. Oh yeah. I bet. I bet. <laughs> 
I think Vic Beasley is an even dirtier word oh, down there. Oh, Vic Beasley, there. that's fighting words. You will get straight punched in the mouth <laughs> over some Vic Beasley stuff. Oh, are you? I mean, every time it comes up, your blood pressure just. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> see, see, you about to get me fired up, Kyle. I can't. All right, man. I'm pumping the brakes. But, yeah, in the spirit, I mean, we saw that rush early on in free agency. Some of the bigger names, the bigger talent, they kind of went fast and quick. It kind of died off as me and Kyle's dug into this, you know, since free agency opened. It hit that fast period and then died off. And now you're starting to see some of these secondary names. I don't want to say they're secondary players, but the secondary market's starting to move a little bit. And Clowney's one of those guys. Um yeah. So we'll stay with it. Linebacker BJ Goodson is set to visit with the Tennessee Titans, which is interesting. Um, you know, they brought back Jayon Brown. They still have Rashawn Evans. Uh, but they're looking for that third guy, I guess. Um, if they can get him cheap enough, cheap enough, I like that for the Titans if they can get him. The third guy for me is David Long. Yeah. Yep. Personally, I don't think I, you know, with Goodson, his track record, you know, he fizzled out on the Giants. He was real a hot start. He had like 15 tackles his first week playing and then just injured, didn't do anything with the Browns, you know, kind of the same deal. Never really. The only reason he really got to play was because they didn't have any other linebackers, you know. So to me, I think he's probably going to be more of a depth piece, maybe uh, insurance if Jan Brown takes a little time to get back into it. But, man, I'm not, again, you know, not a guy I'm I'm running to go get. It's interesting. You know, he might be exactly. a third guy. I think he's, you know, more of a depth piece on the team as opposed to a benefit to your defensive lineup. Yep, I agree. I, I was a huge David Long guy. still am. I think Jayon Brown coming back kind of hurt him a little bit because oh, I think yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. expected Jayon Brown to be gone. Um, But, yeah, I mean, with uh, David Long, he's an insurance piece for you. And like you said, if Brown doesn't come back quickly enough, then David Long is a guy you want to target for sure. I think that's a great point with that gnarly elbow injury. Like, yep. yeah, see how he they did. they yeah. they have cleared him, I believe, to start training. So I oh, guess right. so. Yeah. It sounds like he's, you know, yeah. should be back, but you never yeah. know. You know, right? With, especially with the kind of injury it was, I believe it was like a micro fracture in his elbow. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of like one of those trickier injuries, but he's a guy that. You know, he'll I feel like they'll probably sign him to an extension before the end of the season. I think they just want to get him back in the building, get him going again, then they'll sign him to a long term deal by before the end of the year. Um but yeah, so I that's where I'm at on Jan Brown. I like him a lot going forward. I don't think BJ Goodson's gonna push anybody for reps. Rashawn yeah. Evans is solid, yep. and then Jan Brown's a stud. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I thought David Long looked pretty good last year, yeah, filling in. Um you know, he, I like to come out of West Virginia a little bit. I thought I thought he was a nice pick for them, and um, I, I'm taking him over Goodson as well. As far as if I'm taking the depth guy there, um, defensive end Justin Houston to visit with the Baltimore Ravens. Another guy that's just had so many injury issues. Uh, had a few good seasons where he was a stud, but. Um, Guys like that, I think I'm just staying away from no matter what team I am, unless you're just super depleted at that position where you need the depth. Um, and I don't know that Baltimore's there. I, I think they can fill some positions with the draft and other free agents. So, yep. Yeah, I agree. I like- 100% agreed. I don't see him 
you know, really be in that much of an impact if he even signs there. Um, That defensive line, though, is pretty depleted. Um, If they can't fill a spot with their first pick in the draft, I think that's where they're going first round, by the way. Yeah. But if they can't fill that spot, you know, Justin Houston might be the best bet. But again, I don't think he's a great guy for your fantasy team, especially being he's going to be what pushing 33 this year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's old. I just, I don't know how old. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not somebody that's going to give you a lot of upside on fantasy. Um, maybe yeah. he helps on the NFL side, but you yeah. know, us being a fancy show, he's not somebody I'm targeting or I'm looking for. Yeah. The value's just not there, no matter how low it is, because I don't think the production is going to give you that. So, yeah, he'd be a rotational guy, you know, yeah. bringing, a, bringing a veteran. Um, like Bob said, they're looking at looking at they're a team that's looking at a pass rusher round one, right? So, bring in a rookie if they have Justin Houston there to show them the ropes a little bit and rotational guy, but yeah, not a, not a ton of upside there. IDP wise. I agree. Um, free agent safety, Carl Joseph signed with the Raiders who, who originally drafted him back in 2016. So he stepped away for a year and it's like they want him back now. So, um, interesting to me. I mean, usually when you leave a team, you don't, actually return within a year or two, you know, maybe a few right. years down the line, but yeah. If only, if only we had a sample size of what he looked like in Oakland <laughs> right, exactly. on the Raiders, you know, you're right, you're ball. You know what do I have here <laughs> to, to some degree though, there is a chance for him to have some opportunity. They lost, I believe they cut LaMarcus Joyner. I think yep. Jeff Heath is gone. Mm-hmm. If not, you, you know, he's a rotational piece anyway, probably, but so there Eric might be Harris opportunity here. There might be opportunity. Yeah, Harris is gone. I think is the one I'm actually yeah. thinking of. Yeah, Harris. Yes. But uh, so there might be opportunity. But again, and it's a new coaching staff. I believe Gus Bradley is their DC now. Um, so I mean, there's there's a chance that maybe he he kind of has a resurgence. Wasn't able to really get it going in Cleveland last year. Um, you know, dealt with injuries again. Shocker. That's kind of been the uh, yep. the run of his career so far. But. I think out of all the guys so far, I think he probably has the most upside out of all of them. Um, not a guy I'm, you know, running to go by, but if he's free on the waiver, you're low on DBs. You could do worse. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. If he's sitting there, why not? You could do worse for considering probably what's on the waiver wire. There's a chance he's a starter, you know, or gets some run. And uh, like you said, we really don't know what it's what he looks like in a Raiders uniform because it's just the injuries, man. And that was a that was a great point. I, I was a big fan of him coming out too because he was just a heat seeking missile, man. Yeah, yeah. His, his tape was so fun. You know, I'm like, man, this guy just hits, and we just never got yeah. to quite see it. Jo- Jonathan Abram is what they wanted Carl Joseph. To yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. In all, yes, in all honesty. Yes, yes, <clears throat> absolutely. Yeah, if he's if he's sitting there for sure, worth worth a grab for a mouse click, as mm-hmm. as Johnny the Greek would say, worth a mouse click. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Demarius Randall re-signed with the Seahawks, um, and they plan on moving him to cornerback, which is kind of interesting to me because usually later in your career you make the change from cornerback to safety. I'm kind of puzzled by this because that's just not a move that you see late in a player's career. At that point, I'm just like, 
Okay. I'll, I'm gonna let Bob take it. Me and Bob know all about Demarius Randall. So I'll being, let you go, being, Bob. Being a Packer fan, I know how this goes. With <laughs> Honestly, oh, shoot, I forgot about that. I can't deal with you, Packers fans. But I told you, I'm the most pessimistic Packer fan out there. I'm super like, I hate what the front office is doing and so on and so forth. But you know, I've seen what Demarius Randall does at corner. He's not good. Um, yeah. The one, th- the one thing about it is, you know, bad corners usually score well for IDP because <laughs> they're true. they're allowing receptions and tackling the player. You know, but he's a guy that, you know, he did okay when he was a safety in Cleveland for a while. But you know, he's a guy. I think he was a free agent all all year last year. It's I, I think so. Yeah. You know, so it's like the fact that he's getting a job and it's moving to corner to take over for. Uh, Shaquille uh, is a Shaq Griffin, I think, out there who just went to the uh, Jazz. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yep. So yep. I think he's, I think he's expected to be their corner one, <laughs> which is going to be hilarious for <laughs> for the Rams, for the 49ers, anybody going against Demarius Randall because they can't draft anybody, you know, right. of note really because they don't have anything till the third round. So it's Shoot. like Seattle is in a tough spot if Randall is going to be their cornerback one. Um, like I, said, I don't really, I don't really know who they have. I, they might, I think they have a guy, but he's, you know, he was their corner two last year, and I don't think he was great. But I mean, maybe man, a, Mar- a player like a Marcus Blair who they could move over. I mean, even uh, still, that's just, ugh. yeah, that's yeah, not something just, you want to bet on. It's a, it's a rough. Well, like I said, in that division, you know, you got. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Brandon Ayuk, yeah. Debo Samuel. It's yeah. a just a murderer row of freaking wide receivers that can eat you alive, and that will yeah, eat Terry Randall alive. <laughs> yes, you know, he's are. not good. And uh, he, was, he was a safety. Trey Flowers is their other corner. So. Trey Flowers, yes. Oh, he's not, that's not good. <laughs> that's not like, it either, oh. Chief. That ain't it. <laughs> Oh, Maybe shoot. they get Sherman back. Maybe that's what they do. Maybe that's the move. He's still out there floating around. He's still out there. And, and uh, coincidence, you said his name. I saw somewhere that he doesn't expect to sign anywhere soon. He thinks it's going to be later after the it's draft. It's going to be yeah, post-draft. There's yeah. going to be another run on free agency. where Which makes sense for him because I think he can kind of pick and choose. Oh, yeah. And put himself in a good spot where even though he's on the backside of his career – he can kind of pick and choose and go, hey, I think he's, I would be effective here. Smart he's on still, his He's still better than, you know. Oh, yeah. Half, he would run probably half the starting corners Randall. in the league. Oh, God, yeah. You know, <laughs> he'd, be, he'd, be, he'd be a corner one on a lot of teams, at least a corner two on most teams. You know, he's Definitely not like – Tennessee he would be. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's – yeah, I mean, he's not quite going the route Josh Norman went where he – after his corner one year, he just – you know, fell off the face of the earth, basically. You know, he's yeah, a, yeah. Sherman's actually done a done a good job staying in the game and being very uh, very viable as a real life corner. But yeah. uh, Demarius Randall is just hilarious moving him to corner. That was Green yeah. Bay's mistake with him right away, as we use him as a corner as opposed to his safety, which was his college position. Yeah. I um, saw that and I was like, oh my god, this yeah. this somebody has to tell me this is a lie because I was like, oh shit, if only. <laughs> It's hilarious. It's hilarious, honestly. Uh, um, 
this is something we'll get into here, which I can't wait. But rookie Caleb Farley has received full clearance during his medicals in Indianapolis. Uh, I know he had a surgery procedure, so that was something that was being looked at very closely. Uh, that's great for him and his possible uh, whoever drafts him that he checked out because he's a hot name right now among rookies, and I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit. But good to see that he got his medicals cleared. Yep, absolutely. It was a back issue too, so it's and yeah. it's been a recurring. It's been a recurring issue. So the fact that he was cleared very quickly, there was a lot of skepticism that he wasn't going to be really all that cleared right away. It was something that he'd probably need till after the draft, and that was he was probably looking at being a second round pick instead of a, a mid high first round pick. Um, I still think he's in the first round. I think he probably ends up a little later. I think yep. uh, Patrick Sertan and J.C. Horn go before him. But it is great news for his draft stock. You know, he's gonna he's gonna land in round one, um, yeah. almost guaranteed. Tennessee is a team that I could see taking him. He he fits their arc of what they like to look for. You know, a true talent that you know might have some red flags, but we don't care. He's a great talent, <laughs> and that's that's been Tennessee's mo. And you know, that's yep. why I think Jalen Phillips, if he's still there, that's another guy they could look at. Because um, again, red flags, but. Hey, if it's if he's the best player on the board, you know, like Jeffrey Simmons two years ago, yeah. that's where I think they go. And they but, hit a home run with Simmons. I oh, love yeah. Simmons. Yeah, he's yeah. a good player. Yeah, what a value he was when you look at <clears throat> Simmons. You know, coming into the draft before he was a knee injury, right? Yeah, you take yeah, away no, the knee go. injury and the red flags, he's probably a top ten pick. Oh yeah, he, he was. Just, he was yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he was coming into the season that he was a top. He was a top five pick. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was he was the best DL ahead of uh, Oliver. I think was in that class, but uh, Simmons was you know compared you know with his measurables, he was compared to like Aaron Donald. You know with wow. the right. size, the speed, the athleticism. Yeah. Um, I haven't looked at his production, but um, you know he's a guy that was really solid. But again, had those red flags. He had some um, domestic abuse allegations, yeah. which knocked him down boards. And then the big thing was the ACL. Nobody expected him to play you know, it, that season at all. But the thing that I thought was really cool, you know, he, he worked himself in to be like, no, I'm coming back. Came back in like nine months as opposed yeah. to wow. the full 12, 12 to uh, 13 months. And, you know, played at a pretty high level, you know, played a full assortment of snaps. Um, he's a guy I really like going forward, you know, now a full year removed and a full season removed. He's a guy who could really pop. And they added Bud Dupree this offseason, that D-line. Is going to shape up this offseason. Yep. I mean, we were pretty surprised with Simmons because I'm plugged in pretty close to everything in Nashville. And even even the closest of the closest to the team, they were like, wow, you know, him coming back this quick. And he just come on like gangbusters, which clearly made it easy for them to move away from Jarrell Casey, which was the right move. I know when that happened, a lot of people were like, what the hell, you know? Uh, but it was the right move. So I'm hoping in this year's draft we can do the same thing. So, and that's what's important. Um, Cincinnati Bengals director of personnel, Duke Tovin, said the team would be open to re signing Geno Atkins, um, which is kind of intriguing to me because it seems like they are Carlos Dunlap moving on. Uh, you know, the last couple of years they've moved on from some of their aging players. So I'm kind of intrigued that they're willing to bring him back. But 
it kind of makes sense because they don't have a whole lot of anybody else at that position. Yeah, I, I, I think they should let them walk, but you know, it could be a move. Like you mentioned, they don't have a lot going on there. Um, there's not a lot out in the free agency pool right now for that position. So, I mean, I could see it. They could draft somebody in the second or third round if they wanted or fourth right. round, fifth round, anything. Um, I just, you know, for me, it's such a man move. He's got maybe one to two years left. It might be one of those things where he's just like, I believe he played there his whole career. Might want to finish yep. it all out there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, what are we, you know, they, they've spent a lot of money on that defensive side of the ball for not a lot of production. You know, they, uh, they signed, God, who was it? They signed uh, Hargraves. Uh, actually, yeah, ET. They have Hargraves. And then uh, they just they signed a corner who, like, missed all of the season. They signed, you know, so many players who just missed all the year. Von Bell was a great addition to that defense, oh, honestly. You know, absolutely him, awesome, yeah. Him and him and Bates on the, at the back end of the secondary, if they can get a solid corner in there, you know, that defense might start to turn around. Their D-line is still kind of not good, but it's yeah. a good D-line class. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting to see what they end up doing there because they have a a plethora of holes on that defensive side of the ball. That if I think they go, they should go O line first round, maybe second round, and the rest of the draft just plug on defense, yeah. whatever corner, whatever yeah. linebackers you can get, go after them because it's yeah. it's a bad defense. Yeah, no, I, I was just looking. I knew they had signed somebody here too that uh, they. <clears throat> It was Larry Ogunjobi is one the one guy I was thinking of. Okay, that's a, okay. Um, mm. I had, I knew they had signed someone, and so I guess you know, like you said, bringing Atkins back to finish his career out, and you know, like Daryl said, they they were letting some of the they let Dunlop walk. Well, he wasn't happy to begin with. There, he was right. literally saying, "I want out." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I sold my house. Get me out of here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, like you know, like you said, um, this this point in free agency, he knows what's up in Cincinnati. Bringing Atkins back, familiarity, you know, just solidifies the line a little bit. And, um, it's a defense, you know, like Logan Wilson and uh, Keen Davis Gaither at linebacker, Jermaine Pratt. I mean, they got some young guys. Um, like Bob said, the Von Bell signing was. Was a great pickup for them. Um, great signing, the yeah, best signing of their offseason, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I agree. Putting him with Bates was yeah. a smart move. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got you know Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson now. So I mean, it's a that's such a weird combo for me. I know. I feel like they're the same damn player. Because <laughs> I, when I was writing about uh, Trey Hendrickson last year, you know, in one of my waiver articles, I comped him to Sam Hubbard, and oh, wow. I don't know if it's white because they're white and semi unathletic. But like it was just such an easy boom yeah. comp. You know, they're big, tall, kind of bruising, slow guys, but they get around the edge. I don't know, but the comp is just too easy for me. Right. Yeah. Now they're paired. Um, now they're paired together. It's like right. I said, a, weird, a yeah. weird dynamic for me to yeah. be like. Yeah. It's the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You literally comped them, and now they're. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Whatever. I guess. <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Definitely. A you know they're making moves for that defense, and like you said, uh, Bob. Like if they do go out tackle early, you know, hit the line, and then. God, I hope so. I hope they do. Yeah, and, and protect uh, Burrow, and then uh, just start hammering the defense, and and. Uh, and hold yeah, they're gonna do yeah. something for sure. Yeah. Yep. 
A um, couple more here. <laughs> Free agent Kenny Vaccaro has been rumored to be an option in Atlanta, which I think is intriguing. Somebody asked me about this earlier. Um, does it hurt Ashton Davis? I don't really think it does because um, I think Vaccaro plays that strong safety spot. I would like to see him paired up with Ashton Davis. I think that's a really good matchup. Or you mean Hawkins? You talking Jalen Hawkins? Hawkins. I'm sorry. Well, they yeah. both play that cow, so they both Jaylen play that cow, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, Jalen Hawkins. I'm so sorry. Um, I think Jalen Hawkins would be the free safety. Vicaro be the strong safety. I yeah. think that's a good pair if they can get that done. Don't know what the interest level is, but I've seen some rumors that he could be that strong safety. Now that Keanu Neal is going to Dallas, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Vaccaro, honestly, has been pretty solid wherever he goes. Um, he went right into Tennessee, he was fairly solid. I believe he was on the Saints before that. Don't quote yep. me, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so right. you know, he's been pretty solid everywhere he's gone. He's never been that eye catching guy, that super blow up guy, but he's been fairly reliable, fairly solid. He's he is that true strong safety that, you know, he'll come up and thump the box, which is what Keanu Neal was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if he does end up signing there, again, like you said, I don't know what the interest level really is. Um, but he's been another guy, you know, worth a click. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah, and uh, that it, at this point in free agency and everything, like pretty good spot to land for him, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah, There's, definitely. He'd be an instant starter unless they draft right. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. And like you oh. said, he's, you know, with Hawkins being there as the free safety, Vicaro would slide right in to play the role that he's, you know, been playing everywhere he's been. Right. So, um, the, the strong safety for hire, basically. For yes, NBA. yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Daryl, you want to hit this last piece of news? No, because you snuck that in there on me. That's what? just playing dirty. What? Oh, okay. I thought you were legit. Playing <laughs> <laughs> dirty. <laughs> Will not recognize this slander. This slander, yeah. yes. This uh, no, I will not I recognize. To, all right, you know, I, you know, we don't have to bring up Aaron Rodgers' name. Oh wait, I just did. He um, shouldn't have won it this year. How do you? How do you do against against Tennessee this year? Oh my God! See, that's <laughs> it. Show's over. I'm done with both you all. Sorry, I had to. This is. I great. expect better out of you, Bob. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't, don't be sorry, Bob. I expect the- this from Kyle, but I expect better from my kids. <laughs> oh, I had to throw a little Packer jab in the notes for you now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's just dirty, Kyle. Just yeah. dirty. That may get you fired. I'm just saying. Yeah, there's the first one. There there's the go. first one. Usually it's five or six a week, so we're not going. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we got to pay a couple bills here with our sponsors. As we know, we have a few things we have to take care of podcasting. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, myfancyleague.com, because uh, they sponsor our IDP Nation Listener Leagues. They sponsor the IDP Invitational. Uh, they're just on top of their game. They're always glad to help with stuff. Uh, I've never had an issue with them. Any question that I've had, they've been quick to respond, get back, and give me a good answer. So we thank them. And I'm a big proponent. You get what you pay for. I know a lot of people kick against their prices, but at the end of the day, they give you the best options, the most variety, and that's why I like them. Um, Next up, we have um, 
Action 24-7 Sports. It's uh, by Tennesseans, for Tennesseans. You know, you can play for free, win cash. Um, you can go, you know, like I said, if you want to play for free, they got all kinds of cash and uh, prizes over there. Or, you know, you can lay some bucks down, and they've got it there too. They cover everything, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, ping pong, soccer, whatever it is you want, they got it covered. Um, they're a locally owned and operated company. They're giving away thousands of dollars every week in their free play games. And then, of course, sports betting is now live in Tennessee since November, so you need to check them out. Um, and they run so many things week to week. Um, you know, right now they're doing the Preds home games, goose egg guarantee, bet on the total goals, get 25% loss refund if there's a scoreless period. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, soccer parlay insurance, place a three-leg parlay on the soccer match, uh, get back 25% if it doesn't hit. Uh, they're doing MLB first inning insurance, get 50% back, loss refund on any first inning bet. Just so many things going on. And they've got some stuff coming up this week. So stay tuned as far as deposits and matches. Um, as we said, when you make your deposit, use the promo code Hollywood100. Um, and they'll be matching up 100% of that up to $100. But if you will keep tuned, they've got something coming up this week where your deposit's worth even more. So... It's a nice, clean, easy-to-use site. Um, like I said, it, you have to live in the state of Tennessee to use it. But, man, it's it's just right up there with the big boys. So many things going on. Like I said, if you don't want to bet money, they got a lot of free stuff where they give away prizes and money there, too. So we thank them. Go check them out. And uh, as always, when you help our sponsors, you're helping us because we do have a few uh, costs we have to cover. Uh, it's not easy carrying Kyle along, so, you know. <laughs> you got, good, good thing you got a strong back, girl. I know. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it, but hey. All right. I'll power you, through. I'll power you through. Power, you get me there, buddy. I, I did. So, with that said, let's get to the main event. This is yeah. where I have been excited all day long since I've been reading this. Actually, since yesterday, I've been like, man, I I so want to hear his insight, the breakdown, everything on this. Um, Bob has done the top 100 IDP rookies as far as points per game. Um, on the show sheet, I've got the top 40 here. Um, he's, he's based this on the college production, on the kind of based off the IDP one, two, three, scoring. Uh, a lot of interesting names from top to bottom. Um, Bob, if you want to tell us a little bit about what goes into this, how you set it up, what this looks like, all that good stuff, and then we'll get into it. So it's it's fairly simple but also complex at the same time, which is, I think, the beautiful part about it. Um, so how I started diving into this, I've been doing um, over at Fantasy Six Pack, I've been doing a lot of uh, NFL draft profiles in preparation for the draft, um, doing some a lot of defense, most or a lot of offense, mostly defense, um, you know, kind of splitting it up. But I don't like I said, I wish I remember what the what the spark was in my brain. And I'm like, <laughs> I wonder what would happen 
Like, I wonder if this would be a track of like show that, you know, hey, if they have production in college, you would think that would transfer the NFL. Right. And, you know, what I've seen, you know, a little gist of, you know, what's to come in the conversation. It does track a little bit. You know, there is some tokens of, you know, hey, like this actually makes sense and works and tracks in the NFL The it does transfer over to the NFL from college. Um, like I said, I, I wish I remember how it started, but all of a sudden I just started one day that I'm like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to put some some of these stats together. I added up all the stats from when they were. Actually, I added up their entire stats from when they were players in college, got to about 80 of them. And then I'm like, I should do it when they were just starters. Changed the game completely. Went Had to go back and double check 80 people. And I tell you, with some of these colleges that are like smaller and not, you know, on uh, sports reference, uh, college uh, sports reference page, mm-hmm. it is tough to pull stats on those pages and find out when these guys are starters because the, yes, the bios – bios are terrible the uh the breakdown of like how the stats layout is terrible it's just like somebody please talk to these people because it is rough (laughs) um but yeah man like i said it just started out where you know i'm like i really wonder if there's a way to kind of project success better than just looking at film like i i'm a i'm a film guy at heart um i do i do look at analytics but again at the end of the day that's more of a way to highlight who I should look at almost um, and prioritize that, um, especially going forward now that I have this kind of method. Um, but yeah, so at the end of the day, like I said, I just pulled stats on and I just kept pulling them. Um, I went to NFL Draft Network, um, great site, um, one of the best out there for draft preparation. Um, they keep everything relatively updated, unlike some larger uh, names that will not be mentioned here um, that you know still have like Chris Olave who declared that he was going back for his final year like three months ago in their NFL draft rankings. Um, Not to take shots, but to take shots. (laughs) Um, You know, they keep everything really up to date, and it was really smooth to kind of transition to, you know, they have their weights and stuff on their most recent pro days, all that stuff. Not a plug, but just a great resource I liked using. Um, And I basically just plugged that list, man. I just went down the list of, you know, mostly focusing on linebackers, safeties and uh edge players or, or dns at least um because what i found right away is that dt's corners just do not produce um at the next le- or in college at least and that makes sense you know they don't really do it in the in the pros either more often than not um if they do they're usually outliers um but yeah man at the end of the day like i said i just pull all these stats and i put them together put it in points per game and it was a lot of work, <laughs> but man, you know, I think it, I, I'm really curious to see how these do going forward. I pulled last year's rookies and, you know, like I said, and then I pulled the last, you know, several years of like really great players. Um, you know, Jamal Adams, Chase Young, uh, Darius Leonard, Luke Keekley, what these guys all did and what kind of the archetype is for a successful rookie. Um, and basically what it breaks down is, you know, multiple years starting is always a really good key. Um, when players bust, when they started one year and had really good production, that's a big key so far that I've seen in players that don't do well in the NFL is just one year starting. Um, a prime example of that is Jermaine Pratt. Um, Jermaine Pratt was the last player who was comp to Darius Leonard coming out of college. And he had, he averaged 21 points per game which is better than any any player that I've charted in this draft so far. 
um, and any player that I will draft because I'm freaking done unless people want me to look somebody up. Um, <laughs> like I said, it was a lot. It was a lot of work. But uh, and the one thing he only started one year. He only played one year as a full time starter. Um, a similarity to that, somebody else who's been named as the next Darius Leonard again yep. by yep. Daniel Jeremiah himself. Yep. Again, is Jamin Davis. Now I've looked at the film. And I'm not super impressed, but I'm also not disimpressed. I think he was fine and, you know, definitely could have been worse um, as a player. But uh, again, that one big check mark, that one year as a starter, that's a huge, that's been a huge red flag so far for me as I go back and kind of cross reference uh, professional players back on the, uh, back on the college game that they played. Um, Darius Leonard was a four year starter. Luke Keekley was a three or four year starter. Um, and those guys, uh, Darius Leonard was 26 point, 26 points. I have it here. Don't worry. I had 25 <laughs> per game and, uh, Darius Leonard was, excuse me, Luke Keekley was 26.7 points per game. I think I got them both. Did I, I think I mentioned them yeah. three times yep. each, but, yep. uh, so they were really high and played, you know, three, four years starting and, you know, not necessarily at the biggest schools. Uh, Luke Keekley was out of Boston college and, uh, Darius Leonard, I believe, was out of South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they go to South Carolina State. Yeah, South Carolina State. So really yeah. small school. Yeah. And uh, then you look at guys like Bobby Wagner. He had 15.8 out of Utah. Utah. I think. Uh, Utah State or Utah? one of them. One Utah, of them. Utah, Utah, yeah. Utah, or one Utah of State. But, yeah, uh, one of Utah schools. You know, so again, it's like it's not necessarily the size of the school that really plays a role. It's you know the the years starting the multiple games. Um, TJ Watts, another guy, uh, only, he, you know, honestly, he was only one year as a starter as well. Um, and he had 16.7, but he's panned out pretty well. So right. that's kind of a counter argument. Like I said, it's not perfect yet, but it is to me kind of seeming like there's a bit of a pattern to this whole thing. Um, right now, like I mentioned, my number one and two linebackers are Chaz Surratt with 20 points per game and Jamin Davis with 20 points per game. Chaz Surratt was a two-year starter and I'm, if y'all follow me on Twitter, I'm a big <laughs> Chaz Surratt fan. Awesome. Um, and one yep. of my favorite things about him is he has a he has a great storyline. He was a freaking quarterback two years right. ago. Yeah. And then he went to play linebacker. And he right. balled out. And nobody's talking about him. Like, oh, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's wild. It's wild. Who does Come that? on, man. Like, this dude that? balled out. Yeah. And it's like, So I there's no concern with you that he's only a two-year guy at linebacker. Because that's one of the big questions. Is if, his if you want to make the, the thing is he started two years and he balled out production wise. Exactly. The yeah. thing about that with you know you look at Jamon Davis then he was a line he came in as a linebacker and didn't start right away. Right. right. Did any linebackers come out of Kentucky anytime recently that were big time in the NFL that he would have been started behind that he should have been behind? Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. it's not like he was fighting for anybody fighting against anybody notable for starting time. Right. And he's yeah. been a linebacker for as long as he's been at the school. So to me, you know, I, I do have concerns because I feel like Chad Surratt might end up being like the linebacker I fall in love with that never sees the field in the NFL. And that'll break my heart, honestly. But, <laughs> you know, it's just like I look at it, man, and I'm just like, how is this guy not being talked about? You know, and I don't know if you guys have watched a ton of film on him. I'm curious yeah. to hear your thoughts on him for sure. Um, his, his film is like a ton of fun to watch because he's so damn aggressive. I mean, the dude just—I mean, he is—he's and he's—he's he's 
what, 6'2", 6'3", 230-ish? 6'2", 230. Yeah, yeah, I mean, built real well. He's built athletic. like a truck. Yeah. yeah, dude, he's built well. He's athletic, and, and he's so aggressive. I mean, he comes up and fills. I mean, it's his tapes, I, I, I was a big fan. Of, actually, last year I watched him, you know, when he was still deciding whether or not he was coming out, and that's the first time I'd heard the backstory about the quarterback. I'm like, this yep. guy was a freaking quarterback? You know? yep. like, yeah. And uh, no, I, nice. I, I'm with you, man. I'm Strats, a ton of fun to watch. I love his game. Um, obviously, a little bit of, of, of rawness there. He's aggressive, gets the better of him sometimes. But hell, I love a guy who pushes the line. That's, right? that's anybody in this. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I don't think, honestly, the only linebacker in this class that I don't think really lets his aggression get the best of him is probably Micah Parsons and JOK. I think sure. they're pretty they're pretty calculated for the most part, and, and I think yeah. the thing with Parsons that's his game is yep. yeah, he's, he's right. going to be like that's that's yeah. his game. He's a shark, you know, similar yes. to Zavan Collins. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, man, I just I don't see a lot of holes in Surratt's game, and maybe it's I don't I wasn't even tuning in to watch him. I was watching somebody on Syracuse or really? something like that. Yeah. You know, just, just somebody's up. like, hey, <laughs> go watch this wide receiver, and I'm like. Who the heck is that linebacker? <laughs> Who's, Who's that guy? <laughs> yeah, and the, the yeah. last thing I'll note about him is, you know, everybody freaked out when he came out in his combine and ran a four six four. All right, Luke Luke Keekley ran a four five eight. Let's just call yeah. him that. You yeah, know, if if, if if I just linebackers don't need to be super fast, and I don't know, they everybody says, oh, he shows up faster on film. You don't know that, like, but yeah. whatever. Like to me, he does. Not that anybody cares, but <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Like I said, I am I'm in a severe love affair with Jazz Surratt. I hope yeah. the Packers draft him at some point yes. in the draft because yes. I would be I'd be ecstatic for him to yes. ride the bench and probably break my heart. But <laughs> I'll buy his jersey either way. <laughs> same deal, man. He is yeah. he's a favorite of mine this draft. Yeah. No, but I mean, uh but awesome. I mean looking at looking at this list that you know draws me concerns is you know, a lot of people that are big on, you know, Shaka Tony is a big name people are kind of big on and you know, 10.3 points per game. And it's like, I, I have a tough time getting behind somebody whose production is so low, you know? And then, then you have other guys, Aziz Ojolari, who I like, honestly, but his production, 11.9. And I don't think he was ever a super full-time starter. I think he was pretty rotational, uh, mostly as a, uh, just a pass rusher. He wasn't really in on many rushing downs or assumed rushing downs, but you know, he, he's pretty low on the list. Um, any other guys pop out at you? I know, I know you guys might not be experts on the list, but anything pop out at you that you're curious about or that surprised you that were higher or lower than anybody else? I'm kind of surprised uh, that you had Chaz as the number one guy. I think he's definitely one of the three best linebackers in this class. I would put him behind Parsons and Xavion Collins. They, um, he he is in my like official rankings. These are just purely based off of points per game ranking. No, I get it. I get it. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that Jamin Davis scored so high in your in your scoring. Um, because in some like I said, some of the scoring that I'm putting together, it's a little bit different, but I like it because what you're doing and what I'm doing is kind of two different things. Sure. But both of us, you know, you had Davis as far as points, and I, I was listening to you talk about him, that you're not that high on him. Right. My points or my scoring system kind of supports that. Um, Jamin Davis, for me, is more with what he did in college. He's more of a Joe Tyron or a Pete Warner type of player. He's not a Xavier sure. Collins, Parsons, right. 
Jabril right. Cox, even a, and if you want to go down, he's not even an Ernest Jones or a Nick Bolton or a Isaiah McDuffie. So um, I'm kind of with you on uh, Davis. I don't. I think he's overhyped a little bit. Um, yep. I think he's my LB six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, he's yeah. not somebody I'm going to buy into the hype and overbound. Yep, I'm agreed. Unless unless he goes to a spot where he's like, you know second round probably the starter you know that'd be that'd be what i need for him you know i'm not if he's a third round fourth round pick not a guy i'm going to invest on early yeah no well you know uh one guy um that i was curious to see where he landed on your list is number nine joseph osai because he's such a i love joseph osai so do i like and it's um i love um, him so do i and uh same thing i watched him because he transitioned from more of an off ball as a sophomore, he had like 90 tackles, I believe it was. Yep. And then he, then he transitioned to that Jack role um, this past year. So we got to, got to uh, showcase a little more of his edge ability, you know, yep. standing up, handing dirty. He seems a little yep. more comfortable standing up, um, maybe a little bit more of a three, four, but I thought he could also play yep. with his hand in the dirt, you know, um, yep. just a real interesting Agreed. guy to, to watch both years because it's. Um, he did he a is, lot of different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Yeah, that's super, I, super diverse skill set, you know, but he's kind of like a, you know, jack of all trades, master yeah. of none, in my opinion. Yeah. But the thing, the thing I a group chat with my buddies or whatever, I'm like, Joseph, like, I was really low on him at first. Like, I watched like two minutes of his film and I'm like, which is not enough to judge a, a judge person, <laughs> but I, I was just so turned off. Like, right away, yeah. I'm like, who, why am I being told to watch this guy? And yeah. then eventually I, I did a draft <laughs> profile on him and I watched yeah. four or five, six games and I'm like, I can see the hype now. Yes. You know, it was yeah. uh, right. just a totally different player. The one weird thing about him that just drove me nuts was, I don't know if you notice this, but there's just some plays where he'll set up like he's ready to block right away. Like he's not, like he's sitting in an off linebacker role, but right on the line. Yeah, right. And it was just so fa- so weird right, to me right. that it's like, okay, is he just setting up the sh- block shed right away? Because that's what it kind of looked like to me. He's just yeah. selling out to go for the run right away. Which is fine, but again, like then there was plays where it's like, oh, it's not a run play, it's a pass. And then he's just basically out of the play because he's not he has right. no forward movement, you know, which I thought was kind of weird. I think yeah, that's something that'll get ironed out in the NFL. I, I don't think somebody'll, you know, quote unquote teach him how to play football. Yeah. Um, you know, or put him in a better position where like that's just not the case. Right. Do but you that think was, it's uh, do you think it's the switch in roles that maybe had something to do with that? It, it's definitely Hopefully. possible, but it, and it, like I said, it was just a it was a consistent thing. I saw at least you know four or five, six times per game. It seemed like yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it might just be that maybe he's not um, sold in that role to you know get into the pass rush and then block shit if he needs to. So like yeah. he was doing that as like kind of a a, a crutch to that move. Sure. I don't know. But again, that's something that can get ironed out in the NFL. Yeah. So I'm not super, I'm not super concerned. Like I said, his production was awesome. Um, yeah. After he became a starter, he was a two-year starter at edge or between edge and outside linebacker. Um, you know, like I said, I really like, I really like this film. I like him a lot. I think he's a late first round. He could be mid first round um, to the Dolphins. I like him to the Dolphins. Yeah, that's um, a that's an interesting anywhere thing. anywhere from like you know 15 to 50, which yeah. is a pretty okay. wide range for yeah. him. But but you know, right. that's I agree. Depending on what you need, yeah, you know, I like him yeah. there. I like him in uh, on the Jets. I like him in Baltimore. You know, there's a few really yeah. good kind of hybrid fits and needs. 
that I think he could excel in. What do you guys think? No, I, I agree. I, I like those fits. And uh, like like you said, with Osai, with that little bit of hesitation, and then you'd see a play where he'll just he's, – he's just relentless too when he goes. His motor runs hot from what I saw. Yeah. And, I mean, he'll – he yep. gets down. There's plays where he just crashes down the line in backside pursuit and just like he shouldn't be able to make the play, but he's quick, quick off the line, long arms, and he, he gets down there pretty fast. And he'll he'll make a tackle on a stretch run to the opposite side. And it's like, yep. damn, you know. Yep. So that, yeah. you nailed it. You nailed yeah. it with that. Yeah, he's uh, he's fun to watch. What do you think, D man? Yeah, the I mean, the Tennessee Titans gonna draft him or what? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we have so many issues with corner and receiver right now. So I think that's yeah. our two biggest yeah. um, deficiencies. Uh, I know we would like to have another pass rusher. Uh, I think it's going to depend on where the draft board falls with yep. these guys. Um, interesting with Osai there. I'm trying to check back on some of my stuff. He is one of the higher scoring uh, guys in my system too, which my system's a little flawed because I got him. Everybody that listens to me, they know I hate this edge freaking designation. <laughs> I freaking hate it. Um, I get it for fantasy purposes, but I just hate it because sure. Uh, I you know, you. you're a defensive end, you're an outside linebacker. So I, when I do my evaluations, I kind of split them. You know, if you're a defensive end in college, that's where I'm putting you. If you're an outside linebacker, that's where I'm putting you. Um, so looking at that kind of group, you know, the only one that has outscored him right has been or right now has been JOK, Jeremiah Owusakorma. Um, you know, Osai has outscored Ojalari, Browning, those guys that are outside linebackers. Um so I like him. Um, be interesting to see where he goes. Yep. I don't know that he's a first round guy mm-hmm. for me. I think if you can, if the board falls and you can get him in the second round, I think you jump on him all day and take him. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, it's totally agree. Like Bob said, he could go fifteen to fifty. I, you dude, know, that's a, it, it's a great it's point. A wide, it's a wide net, but it's like you yeah. know. Depending yeah. on what you're looking for, if you fall yeah. in love with the guy, I can't – I'm not going to look at that pick at, you know, if the Dolphins go with him at 18 and be like, oh, what a terrible pick. I'm going to be like, yeah. I'm intrigued. I think that's yeah. an awesome pick for them, you know, personally. Which is interesting because especially with some of these guys that are, uh, you know, like I said, if you want to look away from the outside linebacker guy, you want to go to that edge guy. You know, Rousseau has one-year production. Uh, Phillips has the injury concerns. Um, guys like that, you don't want to take that risk. So, so maybe an Osaya is a better option for you. So it'll be definitely interesting to see where these guys fall in the draft for sure. Yep. Amen to that. You know, another guy I'm curious your thoughts on, you guys' thoughts here, is uh, Talinoa Hufang. Oh, I'll never say it right. Hufanga. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Um, out of USC. Um, what I see, he I mean, he's way up here. He's at number four. He's one of them tone setting box safeties. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which I'm I'm a big fan of the the attack you in the mouth. Yeah. safety. Well, and he's built like a linebacker. Sure. Like you you seen that graphic, like he's not he does not look like a safety. 
Right, you know, right. and that's my one thing with him is I feel like maybe he gets, you know, kind of like Jeremy Chin, where Brown. he's playing more more outside linebacker, off-ball outside linebacker, whatever you want to designate him as, than safety. But where does he get drafted? You know, I don't feel like anybody's really talking about him. You know, right. he's out of, out of everybody, you know, a God, I don't think there's anybody talking about him. No. Um, you know, maybe second or third round, fourth round, I think is yeah. more likely. You know, smaller, smaller-ish school, I guess, but no spotlight. Right. It's just a weird, uh, a weird guy to have. But like I said, I love his game. You know, I haven't watched a ton of film, but it's like right away, it's like that smash mouth, yes. smack you in the mouth guy. Yep. I'm a yep. big fan of that. Didn't see a lot of holes in his game. You know, he's strong tackler, all that. You know, seems like he's plays. got a pretty good feel. You know, yeah. both right. You know, I, I, you know, yeah. I didn't really have. Like I said, I just don't think he's getting any spotlight. He's a guy that, you know, he might be a super value in drafts, depending on where, yeah. where you get him, you know, in fantasy drafts, that is. But, yeah, he's I, he's an interesting character, to say the least. Yeah, for sure. That's a name popped right away, too, just scrolling through the list at four. I'm like, and it makes sense like, when you look at the way he plays to for him to yep. have that kind of nice production. Yeah. So, yep. so yeah. I'm looking at you. Like I said, I've got my – or got your top 40 based on your scoring points. Sure. One name that popped off the sheet to me that I just freaking love. I can't, I can't get enough of him. I'm, I've already got his name down in my rookie drafts, and this is more for position-specific leagues. Uh, sure. But it was interesting that you had him so high. Defensive tackle, Davian Nixon for Iowa. Yep. One year as a starter, but that yep. dude is a freaking beast. Yep. And again, nobody's talking about him. No. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, let's, you know, and I, I love Christian Barmore. He's a favorite DT of mine. And he's class. the 101, right? Barmore's uh, your 101 of defensive tackles. I would lean that way. But again, it's like when I look at the production comparison, it's like Davion Nixon in one year just slaughtered Barmore, like double, almost doubled his production. You know, he so did. it's like. Now, in hey, my defense, because I'm a huge Barmore fan. Okay. In yeah, his defense, I would say there's more talent. Better competition. Barmore, which kind of detracts from his numbers a little bit. Oh, sure. That too. Yeah. Um, but, man, Davion Nixon is I'm, – I'm telling you – and Dan, if he was here right now, he would call me out for being an Iowa fan, closet fan. Show uh, that Hawkeye tattoo you got in your chest. <laughs> right there. <laughs> right there. Uh Oh God! Don't make me fire you, Kyle, because I'll bring Bob on full time right now. That's right two. now. That's number two. Uh, it was fun, let's, guys. Let's see. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, in my system, Nixon or my scoring thing, you know, he's he is actually ahead of Barmore. Uh, I just think Barmore, with his supporting cast, what was around him, kind of detracted from his numbers. When sure. you look at his film, Barmore's a I stud. I love this film. Yeah, yeah, he's no, a freaking 100%. stud. I think he should be the he should be the one in this class, the first one. Yes, and I think class. he's very comparable to Deron Payne. Okay, I had uh, Grady. I had Grady Jarrett, hmm. and, yeah. which neither one is not bad because they both yeah. made good careers. Great comp, great comp, but both of them. To see Nixon that in your top ten, and then to you know, go back to what I'm doing, which is not complete, but to go back right now, Nixon is my number one interior defensive lineman. Sure. 
very interesting to see how we both have him so highly regarded. And I thought, you know, I'll go back and watch the tape. He is a freaking stud, dude. Yep. Absolutely. 100% agree. Yeah, no, he was a guy that, you know, I was my uh, my buddy Maddie, shout out at the Dynasty Rewind. If you ever need graphics, he's your guy. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, he was like, oh, Davion Nixon. Like, he, he was on him well before I was. And I'm like, who the – who? You know, exactly. like – projected fourth round pick i'm like who you know and, and i got and, on nixon a little late i'll admit i've got on I him a little late, but i'm telling you once yeah. i hit that tape i was yeah. like who's this kid and yep. he just does not freaking quit he's like a freaking bulldozer he just keeps yep. on coming yep 100 um one more name in your top 10 I, man i'm loving this scoring system i gotta admit because it intrigues me with what i'm building because i'm bouncing and I, I get carried away. Kyle knows I do. Um, <laughs> I so want to keep in touch you, with you on this scoring stuff. Yeah. To bounce it off what I'm doing because I see a lot of similarities, but there's there's some differences. Sure. But uh, one name that I have been on for a few years now, and you've got him in your top ten. And you've actually got him at 10, Richie Grant, the safety for uh, uh, Central Florida. Yep. I'm a huge uh, football guy. I, I sit and watch just game after game after game. And true story, first game I watched to him was 2000. It was the 2019 season rolled over into 2020 when they played in the Gasparilla Bowl against Marshall. Okay. If you want to know how good Richie Grant is, all you need to do is watch the first six minutes of that game. He had a pick six. Well, he had an interception and a forced fumble. One of the two he returned for a touchdown. Both of those come in the first six minutes. He dominated that game. He changed that game from the, from the start, never let up. And uh, I think he has the size. He has the skill. He has the talent. Uh, Big-time playmaker. Very instinctual, very smart. Yeah, Bob, very smart um, and doesn't get talked about enough. Um, he's one of my favorites, and I'm I'm buying him everywhere I can get him right now. Yep. No, absolutely. That was that was one thing, and it's hard to see that on tape, that football IQ. Yeah. You know, where he's, you know, he, he just has a feel like, I, I don't, God, I wish, it might have been the Marshall game. I don't remember, but the one film I really watched was like, you know, he's watching the quarterback and he just, he's look, the quarterback's looking opposite side of his left. And he just has a feel for the defender behind him that he can't even see. And he's like, mm, he's going that way. And he, yeah. ta- he, he tears before the quarterback even throws this ball. Yeah. He tears back, gets a pick, you know, falling to the ground. And I think he returns it for 20 some yards or whatever, but you know, that play right there alone was just like that innate feel for what's yep. going to happen. That's what makes, you know, NFL safety is so great. And it was the same thing in that bowl game. Sure. He was actually breaking on the receiver before the ball was even thrown. Yeah. I mean, he has that kind of intellectual knowledge as far as the game goes. And then when you combine his skill set, his size, I think he's going to be something special. He could be one of these guys – I hate to do this, but I think he could be one of these guys that everybody's low on or don't know enough about. And he just he's gonna be a gangbuster, man, when he hits the yeah. pros. That small school effect. Yep. Smaller yep. school, I should say. 
But yeah, I, I, I love that. I love to see what you're doing and what I'm bouncing it off. So you got Xavier and Collins. Let's go to your 11 through 20 here. You got Xavier and Collins at 11. Yep. So you've got Chasserat as your LB1, according to your scoring. Jamon yep. Davis is LB2. Nick Bolton, LB3. Yep. Keon Dong, LB4. Garrett Wallow, LB5. You got Xavier and Collins as your LB6, according to your scoring. Yep. Do you do you think he's your LB six? Because right now he's my LB two. He's my LB five, I think. Who do you have ahead of him? I have Micah Parsons, JOK, Surratt, and I think Bolton. See, I would give you Surratt and pa- definitely Parsons, but I would give I you Surratt. Um, what? Not saying that you hate him, but right. what don't you like about um, about him? Collins? Yes, Collins. What it, don't you like about it, him? It's less that I don't – what I don't like about him and more what I just really like about the other guys um, that put him down for me. Um, the things I don't like about uh, Zaven Collins is like, yeah, he looks fast on the field like compared to everybody else, but to me he still looks slow. Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? He can be faster than everybody else, but he's still like, you know, and then the one other, a couple other knocks I have is his tackling for his size. He's a damn big dude, man. I know he is, but like, that's not, that's not today's linebacker. You know, if you think about it, you know, I don't think he has quite that sideline to sideline speed. Um, My original comp for him was a shark um, because I don't think he has side to side speed, but when he sees something right in front of him, that's when he makes Usually good plays. Is he see, snaps, this is where, he this snaps is, the ball. Not to cut goes, you off, so sorry. No, you're no, you're good. You, you, you're talking about speed, and this is kind of where one of my pet peeves, I guess. Sure. You you see these times, you see these recorded official times, pro day times, sure. which I think you can train for. Right. But man, I f- I forget who he was playing where he ran the interception back ninety something plus yards. You can't tell me there's not somebody on that field that was faster than him, and he just outrun everybody. Yeah. I think for his size, maybe he's not the fastest guy. Sure. But for his but, size. But his sure. freaking size yeah. and what he can do, he's a monster. I, I think he's – if it wasn't for Parsons, he's probably the one-on-one at linebacker for me. Just due to his size, what he can do um, – he can do so much. I think you can line him up somewhere. Man, Kyle's talked about this. He started out as a safety. Good God. He started out as a safety in high school. He came went in at to, two, yeah. 220. He came in at Yeah, college, went man. to Tulsa, hit their weight room. And me and Kyle's yeah. talked about this, and our yeah. listeners, they know this. So he starts out as a safety in high school, goes to uh, Tulsa, hits their weight room, which kudos to their weight room because they train their ass off. But he goes from a safety to a linebacker, and it was on record that they had to stop him yeah. in his weight training and stuff at linebacker because if he'd have kept it up, he would have pushed to a defensive end. See, and for me, like he's a monster, dude. Personally, I don't <laughs> I don't really disagree with any of that. I just I I am here to knock down consensus a little bit. Right, right. That, yeah. That's all I'm here for. No, 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 I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just – just... when, when I looked at his, you know, edge, outside linebacker, 
you know, where he's set up on the line, you know, that hybrid role, whatever you want to call it. Right. That's where I really liked his film. You know, it seemed like when he was having to digest a whole lot less informationally, mm-hmm. when he was, you know, covering a zone in the flat and he was covering one, maybe two routes. That's yeah. where I felt he was really successful. He was really able, he was able to diagnose plays, you know, call out a, a halfback screen, no problem and cover it. Mm-hmm. And then when he goes after the quarterback, he goes after the quarterback. Right. You know, he gets to him, he gets him down, no problem. My biggest knocks are when he's playing off ball middle linebacker or that, you know, out, off ball outside linebacker. Yep. That's where I seem to have the most issues with his game. And if you're he, hitting it right where my question is. Sure. What's up? Um, again, apologies for cutting you off. No, you're good. Dude. So it's almost like he's so talented. He's so good, but he's miscast because do you put him as a, he's not, he's not going to be a four, three end, which he could be. He could be. Absolutely. So if he's not a four, three end, do you put him at a three, four outside or do you kick him inside at a three, four inside guy or a four, three inside guy, which he can play. He can play anything. I think that's the problem. He can play any of those positions due to his side and athleticism. But what's going to be the best for him production-wise? Exactly. Exactly. My my count for him was Kyle Vannoy. Okay. And I thought a lot of it was because he plays, you know, similar to that outside role, but can play back in coverage. That's a good comp. I was – you know, I just think that's that'd be the role for him. And that's why Miami, another another team, Miami at 18, yeah. that would be yeah. an awesome yes. spot for him. And, you know, I think, you know, out of anybody to use him to the best of their abilities, B-Flow would be the guy to do it. Yeah, um, so. My big concern with him is he ends up like Hassan Reddick, you know, where they, oh, where do we play him? Oh, where he played in college and was really good. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I think, you know, that's my concern with him, I think, more than anything. If, if that were the case where he gets a good landing spot like that and I think he's going to be used in the right way, he'd move up for me. But I'm just worried yeah. about if he gets typecast as a Mike linebacker. I almost want to see him hit that 3-4 scheme, though. Because Inside. then you – well, in a 3-4 because you have so many – you can play him all. as the outside. You can kick him inside as an inside guy. You sure. can kind of cover up whatever deficiencies you may see in him. He's not like I said. He's not going to play defensive end. He may, you sure. know, if it keeps going or whatever. Yeah. But as a four three, I don't think you want him as your main guy on the inside. Although he can play that, I think a three four scheme kind of gives you some more flexibility with him, gives you some more options with him, and can allow you as a team to cover up whatever deficiencies you see in him. What well, sure. I, I mean, definitely a lot of great points. And me and Bob had a little interaction on David Collins the other day. And like, like Bob said, like he's got him at five, right? Right. Not, not necessarily like he's that low on him. He just yeah. likes a few of the guys more. And like I told him, like, I totally get it, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and, and I'm just looking at his score. No, yeah. 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 And, you know, um, you can score it one way, but what do you really feel? What do you really believe? And that's kind of where I was going to see. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you made a lot of great points. I'm as big as David Collins fan as you find. Um, oh, Kyle I, loves him. Loves David Collins. Once I watch his tape, uh, <laughs> his backstory. But I do agree with you. You made a lot of good points. Um, he's, I mean, for a guy six four two sixty, I've said it plenty of times when I watched him. He moved 
fluidly than I more fluidly than I expected. And see, um, that's the thing. His size, some of the stuff he does, that's, that's yeah, fucking, but but that's but, fucking yeah. insane to me. As I, big I agree, as he is. but there is there is reps like so he'll blow up a, a, a running back screen, he'll blow up an outside run when he sees it just attacked. Yeah, but there are reps where he do, he just kind of flows and doesn't go right. They're, right, they're, and then you, you see, see him run an interception then, back ninety plus yards. Sure, sure, and then um, <laughs> yeah, I, there is yeah. But then like I was uh, I was on John Macri's show um, a few weeks ago. We were talking about it, and he brought up the Navy game, and I watched that game as well. And like he said, David Collins was getting blown up by the running backs. Yep, that I Dude. that was one. Yeah, one and, rep I saw. And John too. said that, and I was like, "Yeah, I re- I watched quite a bit of David Collins and stuff." And it, there, so there is those, you know, there the highlights are so so bright, but there is some inconsistency. There are, low lights. There yeah. are but like you guys said, um, you know, you he can rush off the edge. You can, pl- I think he can play inside. I'm a little more optimistic, like I said, with his off ball abilities. Um, but yes, there is things to clean up. Totally agree. But yeah. like with everybody but, in this class too, yeah, it's not like sure. nobody, yeah. nobody's a perfect prospect yeah. right now, in my opinion. Yeah. Right, I I'm su- just super intrigued to see where he lands. And what are they going to do with him? I, I you know I yeah just his skill set. I think he has a lot to offer. But you know if he's cast as a Mike, yeah, there's some there's some things to clean up. But I do like, I, I guess overall I do like his feel and I like his ability and coverage to get in the passing lanes with his long arms and stuff. Um, and he can really create some problems there. Um, but yeah, like, um, like you said, there is there is some some things to clean up and and like a lot of the class. But like you having him at five, yeah, it's it's. Not that you don't like them, it's you like a few right. guys more. And me and Daryl are are big fans, and uh, it's uh, I think it's a good conversation that you know, absolutely, yeah. See, no. see whatever I like to see what everybody else, you know, hear what everybody else is seeing too. You know, we we all if, watch the if everybody and... loves event Collins, it'd be boring, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, Dan used to tell me uh, when we were when he was with me, he would say, You know what, if me and you always had agreed. <laughs> We'd never have no fans. Yeah. We'd never have no listeners, you know? Yeah. And, it, and it makes sense, um, which brings me to, you know, going down your 11 through 20 here. And these two guys, I see you have them back-to-back, which is very <laughs> intriguing to me because I know what you're scoring and what I'm doing, yet I have these guys back-to-back too. So, Look at, at 16, you've got Isaiah McDuffie, the linebacker from Boston College. 17, you've got Ernest Jones, linebacker. You've got him as an edge, but a linebacker from South Carolina. That's a typo. Um, okay. Uh, so going notes. to my scoring, I've got them with who I have graded right now. i got both of these guys back-to-back. i got Isaiah McDuffie just behind Jones. You've got McDuffie just ahead of Jones. Um, and I tell you, uh, and we'll get into this. Something remind me, Kyle, we got to promote this, but our IDP magazine that we're doing, we don't have, I don't think we have either one of these guys in the magazine, but Uh, as I've went back the last week or so, no, Ernest Jones. And I see why we don't have them in there. Let me say that. I see the deficiencies, why you don't have them in there. But Ernest Jones and Isaiah McDuffie almost remind me of a Josie Jewel type. They're that yep. two down thumper. Yep. And Agreed. a lot of people hate that. 
but I have, I'm a Tennessee Vol fan. You know, I look, I know they suck, but they're in the SEC. I know what's going on there. I have seen a ton of Ernest Jones. And I'm telling you right now, if you want a two-down thumper, he's your guy. He's going to be that early down, two-down thumper, special teams player, and he's going to get after it. Now, if he can give you that money down, that third down option, um, same with McDuffie at Boston College, if he can give you that money down thing, they're tackling machines. They're going to swallow up everything that comes their way. Yep. And I know a lot of people hate that, but a lot of people say that same stuff about Blake Martinez. Yep. They say that same stuff about Zach Cunningham. But you know what? Both of those were top three last year fancy scores because they just freaking eat up tackles like Pac-Man. Yep. You'll take any chance you can right to on. talk about Blake Martinez. Hey, don't you don't, besmirch the man of not, Blake Martinez. I'm I'm just I will fire you right now. <laughs> I mean, Either one of y'all, shame on you if you disperge Blake Martinez. I did. That's your boy. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for you guys here since we're talking about some two down thumpers. Um, where are you guys at with uh, number 20 here at 59 per points per game with Patty Fisher? I love Patty Fisher. Okay. <sighs> he might be my LB5, actually. I might be wrong. <laughs> no, right on. I, and, and Blake Martinez was my comp, by the way. Yeah, that, it makes sense. Did That's you feel like – Did you? this is kind of I, – I like Patty Fisher as well. Um I felt like his tape was better earlier on than yep, it was sure. this year. Did you kind of feel that same way? Or did yes. You... Yeah. Oh, I do like Patty Fisher. Get me wrong. I, I'm worried he's a two-down thumper, and he doesn't necessarily have the range. But um, I do like him. But I'm, I'm just pretty curious. sure he had a ton of pass defense. No, like, yeah. If, he... I, if I'm not mistaken, I could Let me be see wrong. If I, can look that. I know there were the there was... a couple in that same area that had a ton of pass deflections. I want to okay. say it was him. I could be wrong. That he had a ton of pass plays breaking up, broken up, which is definitely what you want to see. I, look that up. I could be wrong. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up now. I have it in my notes. Uh, he had <laughs> love it. <laughs> according to College Football Reference, he had ten pass deflections in his career. Four interceptions, ten pass deflections. Okay. Yep, that sounds right. Yeah, which there was some linebacker in this class that had like I thirty. Don't remember who yeah, it was. I hate to say two down thumper because I almost feel like that's downgrading you. It's it's almost like oh, it's sure. a a knock. A knock on your yeah. game. That's yeah. kind of weird because it's just like we were talking earlier, like Bob said, we're talking Zavin Collins. Everybody's looking for the smaller, you know, the, the smaller right. athletic guys. You know, Patty Fisher's a bigger dude. I like him. I'm worried he's a two-down thumper, but I might be seeing something different as well. You know, yeah. Um, I thought his tape was a little better. Right. I mean, I do like him though. I do. It's not that I, I think. I think draft capital will dictate a lot of his The first thing that hits my mind is a tackling machine. Yeah. Right. And in fantasy, depending on your league scoring, you know, if you get yeah. a lot of points for tackles, those two-down thumpers. That's who you want, you know? Right. Um, those impact plays, interceptions, sacks, tackles for loss, forced fumbles, you know, according to Jordan's IDP123 scoring, it kind of changes because that brings in your edge guys or whatever. But right, 
you know, a lot of people say two down thumper and they are, well, I don't want him. I'm, I'm not going to touch him. That's not the case because there is a role for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think the NFL is so versatile, so changing. It's almost, almost equate it to a third down back. You know, you're, you're an early down back pound, pound, pound. Then on third down, they bring in the receiving back. Well, it's the same with linebacker. Pound, pound, pound on the early down, and they're going to bring in that coverage linebacker or that pass rush guy on third down. So I don't think it's as bad as people think if you get the right guy in the right system, a la Blake Martinez, Zach Cunningham. Yep, agreed. Mm -hmm. For sure. So here's one that intrigues me. Ellison Smith. Tell me what you know. Tell me why you got him so high. I just have mine because that's where he graded out personally. I haven't watched a ton of his film, but I believe he showed out well at the senior bowl. I could be wrong. Yes, he there. Did. But uh, you know, he's another guy nobody's really talking about, you know, right. that showed out really well production wise. That small school guy. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah. very yeah. small school guy. And a yeah. transfer, I believe, too. Yes. Okay. Um, but you know, man, it's like I said, his, his production showed up really well. I was surprised when I saw it because, again, you know, he was a, a deep list on that draft network site. And like I said, I don't know a ton about the film, so I'll defer to you. Um, like I said, I haven't looked up a bunch. I know he did well at the Senior Bowl, and that's about you – know, Yeah, I mean, from it. what little tape I've watched on him, he's a stud. Of course, he's playing at Division Two, which is a knock on him. Right. Um, but we've seen this – we see it every single year at the Senior Bowl. You know, we saw it with um, Marcus Davenport. We saw it with uh, Cameron Sample this year, Ellison Smith. You always have these guys that shine at the senior bowl. Now, Davenport has been a disappointment to this point. Um, I like what Ellison Smith does. Um, Now, granted, Division II, you got to kind of knock that a little bit, but from everything that I've seen on tape, I, I have to go back and look at his pro day numbers and stuff like that as far as that. But his game, I like it. I mean, he's got a high motor. He gets after it, you know, just I think he's a hard worker. And I would rather take a risk on a player like that than somebody that has talent but doesn't put forth. I, I don't want to say they don't put forth the effort, but it doesn't stand out, you know. Right. I mean, it's pretty easy to see that a guy that's just 100% hustle versus somebody that's relying off their skill set. Right. Absolutely. What's that? Oh, go ahead. ahead. I think Gregory Russo is a prime example of that. Somebody who's, you know, more using their athletic traits than a real skill set. Personally, see, I'm so torn on Russo. I don't, I don't know where to put him right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he he's one of the most polarizing players in this draft. Exactly. He, yes. He's another guy. He can go. He can go top five, yep. honestly. But he could also go in the second round. Yeah. You know, if out of or even later, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I doubt yeah. that. But I think second round is where the farthest he falls. I mean, he had that one year. What was it? Fifteen and a half sacks. He just freaking yeah. tore up yeah. everybody's ass. Mm-hmm. You See, know, well, and then he opted out this year, which I think hurt him. Yep. Agreed. Because Roche come in, he transferred. Roche come in and kind of had that good year, but man, Jalen Phillips, yeah, Jalen yeah. Phillips. Phillips had a 
good year too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rousseau, man, I just man, if he's on point and what we seen that one year holds true, he's the best pass rusher in this class if that holds up. Right. And I'm with you. I think he's the most polarizing, most uncertain prospect probably in this entire draft, probably in in, in the most recent drafts in the past three or four years. That I could think of. Yeah. Boomer yeah. bust is his label right now, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't yep. I don't think there's so if you you're know, an NFL team and you need a pass rusher, where are you taking him and do you take that chance on him? I wouldn't. Unless unless he's like, I don't know, maybe he does slip to the third. Are you, you taking know, him over at, Phillips? No. Phillips is my probable edge one. So you're not nice. concerned with the concussion issues? No. Okay. The way I look at it is, you know, any given play, somebody could, you know, snap their neck and be, you know, Ryan Chazier. True. You know, in all honesty. But it's a concern, and I think that's the draft capital is going to reflect that. And I think it's also going to reflect in your rookie draft where you can, right. you know, take a guy, take a shot on him. But I think he's the most balanced between run and pass rush that, you know, he's a guy that I was pretty low on him to start with. And then I'm like, this guy looked at more of his film and I'm like, I really like this guy. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This film pops, man. It's uh, he's, he's good all around, which is, yes. you know, there's not a lot of that in this class. A lot of them are yeah. more like Aziz Ojolari is a pure pass rusher right now. Quiddy Pay is a pure run defender right now. He's right. not a great run to def- run or uh, pass rusher, excuse me. But he goes to that bull rush. Ex- yeah, right. <laughs> All exactly. the time. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to uh, touch on the next list here. A guy that I'm, I'm that's that's rising up my ranks here lately, and I know Bob's a big fan because I'm looking at his graphic, and we talked about it a little bit, and that's Jamar Johnson, safety out of Indiana. Mm. Um, yeah, guy, I just I wrote him up an article last week and I uh, watched more of his tape. And then I saw this and I saw he was Bob's DB1. I'm like, all right, man, let's uh, let's talk about this dude. Uh, yeah, let <laughs> yeah, me know what, 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 uh, what do you like with Jamar Johnson? You know, the last couple of years, I've just had this you just know feeling with a couple guys. Yeah. Um, two years ago, it was Taylor Rapp. Okay. Um, who I'm still a big fan of. Me you know, too. he's more he's more of a tackle guy than a coverage yeah. guy. Right. But again, that that smash mouth safety. I love it. And yeah. last year it was Jeremy Chin. He was my DB one oh, off the rip nice. too. And that was before most people even knew who he was. But Freaking he was another guy. Stud. The second <laughs> yeah. the second I saw the film, I was like, This guy is yeah. gonna be good. And and it was I, I mentioned in our group chat that I really only got to watch like one college game in its entirety this year. And that was the Indiana versus Ohio state with, yep. you know, Justin Fields, obviously quarterback. Right. Right. And man, it was just like, right away. I was just like, who's that guy? <laughs> Who that? Yeah. Who's that guy? 22, and, uh, who are you? <laughs> and, right. And I'm like, I looked him up and I, I thought it had said that he was like, Oh, he's expected to come out in 2022. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm a Debbie guy for him for a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not a Debbie guy. I don't think I could ever do it. But uh, man, and then I then I just recently, like in the last two weeks, when I was pulling stats, I'm like, he declared. <laughs> I was yeah. I was excited because I'm like immediately because there for me like the safety class outside of Richie Grant, who I think I'm not as high on as a fantasy asset. I'm very high on him as an NFL asset, mm-hmm. but. 
there really wasn't that DB for me this year that was like encompass that excitement that I had for Jeremy Chin and Taylor Rapp the year beforehand. Whereas Jamar Johnson, man, his football IQ, my biggest concern with him is his tackling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. as a heady a player, <laughs> as a heady player, yeah, man, he's just he just gets the game. And I think yeah. he's probably a second round talent, um, yeah. second round option at best. He could slip to third, hopefully not the fourth, because that would probably hurt his uh, likelihood to start right away. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's a guy he could fly sub not under the radar for us, but under the radar for the you know fair community. Um yeah. You know, in ter- like I said, the tackling is a concern, but his IQ is top notch. Yeah, I mean, the way he reads quarterbacks, the way he reads, you know, how run plays for him and stuff like that. I think he could be a great. I see him as more of a hybrid kind of box safety primarily than a free or deep safety. Um, what do you guys think about Jamar Johnson? I have actually not done the grade on him yet, but I have seen him, and it's funny to hear. Well, not funny, but it's intriguing to hear how you get turned on to somebody. And I first started watching how I heard about him was uh, uh, Taiwan Mullins, who is the brother of uh, Travion Mullins for the Raiders. Okay, sure. So I watched him play corner at Indiana. Of course, they played Tennessee a couple years ago in the bowl game. Uh, Then I got turned on to Micah Fadden the linebacker for them, and that's how I seen Jamar Johnson, the safety for them. So – um. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm in the same boat with you as far as Johnson and his game. Um, I haven't done my grading breakdown of him yet, but uh, there's a lot to like with him. I mean, you mm-hmm. can see what translates to the NFL game. So I'm curious to go back and do my grading of him stat-wise and see how that w- works out. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan. Like I said, he's been rising on my ranks more I watched. I wrote him up last week, so I watched some more of his tape. And like you, I was just like, okay, this is – he just I kept moving him up my ranks now. And, right. um, I just a lot to like with him, you know, like yep. he, he's got good size. Um, it, the size really yeah. stood out to me. He's got yep. that – he's got the right build, the right size. Yeah. He's yep. – you know, there's people out there knocking him for his <laughs> athletics, and I'm like, get – just go away. Like <laughs> – Yeah, yeah. BMI athletics, Twitter, get out of my face. <laughs> I thought, you know what? He ran a four, five, eight, four, six, whatever. I'm fine with that because right. if the guy has good anticipation and instincts, like, right. It's fine. He's going to think faster than you run. Yes. And exactly. Can, and he can turn his hips and go. He's pretty fluid. He's not like he's stiff. So you're right. From, yep. from what I, what I thought anyway, and that's, and so a, perfect, good with it, that's a perfect thought. You know, if your instincts, your vision, your reaction, yeah. If those are elite, that's going to make up for some of that. Okay, you run a physical, four six. Physical yeah, challenge. your physical, your yeah. speed. Or, exactly. Just because you're fast, if you don't see it, you can't get there. You know. I it's, think so many right. times people see this. You know, Al Davis hot weight speed thing. <laughs> you know, they get caught up in that. Oh, he ran a four three four. Just yeah, well, he's going to be great. Well, he ran a four five four. Well, he's going to suck. No, <laughs> because he's going to see stuff. He's going to react to stuff better. He has a better football knowledge, which I don't care how fast you are. If you don't see something and can react to it, it ain't going to do you no good how fast you are. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Uh, wow. Such good stuff. Um, I, I got to ask. Oh, yep. You got Micah Parsons at 27. According to your scoring, 
That's, uh, yeah. Where do you have him as far as your IDP drafting? He's my LB1. Okay. So that's purely based on statistical production, but, you know, I loved, you know, his game film. I didn't really see a lot of, you know, a lot of people are knocking his coverage ability, and I'm like, I a, don't see that, you know, for right. the most part. You know, and and, it, and when he does, when it is an issue, it's he's going up against a slot wide receiver, which it's like, okay, like, how many linebackers yeah. in the league, starting linebackers in the league, are really covering slot wide receivers well? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. it's a handful at best, and you know, then yeah. the coverage grades go way down from there. Yeah. But honestly, but his ability to just attack the ball, get into backfields, be a disruptor, you know, that's all huge for me. But covering tight ends, I didn't really have an issue with him. I don't think that's really his game anyway. He's not no. a guy you're going to have drop into yeah. coverage more often than not. You'll you'll see it, but it'll be more of probably run, run, uh, run defense, run prep, whatever. But for the most part, he's going to be right around that that uh, uh, line of scrimmage more than anything. Right, which is so funny to me because I don't know if you know this. High school, he was a defensive end. Yep, he, he was. had never played linebacker until he hit college, yep. and they I moved. Know that. Yep. So I he that. led. Yeah, he I led mean, uh, the Nittany Lions as a freshman in tackles. Led him again as a as a sophomore. Set up last year, so almost kind of like a Charles Surrett type. Sure, he's only had two years at linebacker, but man, he's got yep. that pass rush instinct, and he's just so good at linebacker. Uh, I'm all in on him. I'm eating him up everywhere I can. Hey, right he didn't throw it. He didn't throw for any touchdowns. And he didn't throw for uh, uh, really Kyle. Really yards, Kyle. So. <laughs> I can't with you. Oh. I can't with you. No, I love yeah, Parsons no. too. Parsons, yeah, yeah, Parsons is awesome. Like like you like you said with the I happened to stumble upon that information when I was doing my draft profile on him, but. You know, and and some some interview I wasn't able to track it down. He mentioned that he's like, "Hey, I'm like I'm a pass rusher at heart. Right. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to get really? after the quarterback." Yeah. And to me, like I'm like, okay, what a great way to fantasy points. Like, and then yeah. he comes out and runs a four three nine or a four three six. Like, get there. I'm not here to call anybody out, but there's people ranking him way too low. You know, yeah. like, and to put this know, in comparison. You said he runs a four three nine. We'll give him the low end four three nine. Sure. And people are are not going to think, but you think back to a last year or two years ago, Devin White, oh, Devin the Bush Devins, ran four four one and four four two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm telling you, Michael Parsons is where it's at. If you can take him, you better jump all over this kid. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent agreed. He's. LB1, JOK is LB2 for me. But, uh, and that's, you know, I, that's splitting hairs for those two for me. Yeah. I think Parsons is probably going to get you more points. I think JOK is going to be more real life reliable, but also get you points. He's just kind of a different animal. He's more, mm-hmm. he's the coverage linebacker in this draft. Right. Now, but he's, I think he's still going to be very productive. Tween, he's got that tweener size, but he plays physical as hell. Right? It's, it's, yeah, it's fun, he's it's fun to see. He's a cool. Uh, he's yeah. a cool player. I like. Yeah, him a yeah, lot. yeah. Oh, the more I watched, the more I was like, okay, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, yeah he, he comes up and brings it for a guy that weighs like two twenty. It's uh, two, two six, yeah, two, sixteen. Yeah, he's he's small for a linebacker. <laughs> yeah, 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 fun to watch. Uh, yeah, like you said, he's the coverage linebacker of the group with that that uh, new age style there. Yep. Yep, hundred uh, percent. So we're we're kind of on this linebacker kick, I know, but um, Jabril Cox, huge name. 
I watched him because uh, North Dakota State. I watch a lot of FCS stuff. He just freaking dominated that level. Uh, yeah. Transferred up, went to S LSU, which yep. you don't see every day. You know, you're used to seeing these players trade or not trade, but uh, uh, transfer down. Right. Uh, he he transfers up, and he not only transfers from SFC to Division One, he goes from SFC to the SEC, which is by far the cream of the crop. Yep. And in my scoring system, there was no freaking drop off. I mean, at all. I mean, yep. his impact score, his overall score right now with what I'm working with was LSU ten point one five. North Dakota State, 9932. Um, the impact score, 7.5 to versus 7422. Uh, explosion score, 165 versus 162. I mean, it was almost like he didn't even change leagues. Um, so, where, I mean, I know he's kind of down the list here, but I think he's one of the better players coming out on this draft overall. I, I'm just all on him right now. See, and I, I smirk because I'm a lot lower on him. <laughs> but, okay, why? Yeah, I mean, that's know, fine. Why, for, why for do you me, have him like, so low? For me, the one thing I'll say before I get into the negatives is you brought up a great point where he transferred and he showed up, you know, didn't really drop off. And the thing is, is he showed up and he was a leader in that locker room right away. Right. And that – you know, coming from a, you know, a small school, quote unquote, and going to LSU of all places and being like the people in the locker room are like, they know who that guy is. They know he's a badass and right. like that's should be a leader. Insane. Yeah. that's insane. To me, I just, I don't know. I just wasn't wowed by the film. I wasn't, you know, to me, it looked like a lot of bad angles on a lot of tackles, you know, little stuff, you know, that's coachable. But to me, it's like, I don't know. I just wasn't, as a raw prospect to me, I just wasn't, I just wasn't wow. And, and, and I kind of get that. There's some things he can work on. There's some things sure. he can improve. But overall, his game is just, I think his overall game is just rock solid. And had he went to, had he transferred from North Dakota State, to SU and just fell on his freaking face, the numbers dropped off, right. I would have had the concern. Mm -hmm. But the fact that his numbers just basically didn't even move, they actually got a, a tad better at LSU. Right. Um, that told me all I needed to know because I was already high on him as a SF, SCF player. I don't know why I can't say that, but FCS. as an SCF player. FCS. I was, yes, Kyle, yes. Um, I was like already – Sectavi. Sectavi, exactly. It is. Uh, yep. My friend still laughs at me every day. Oh, uh, uh, I, I just have that. That's something to me, right or wrong. As I mentioned before, you see a lot of players transfer up or down, and a lot of times it does not work out. You know, they transfer up. Their number's not as good for whatever reason. Uh, they transfer down. They all, all of a sudden dominate. So the level of competition is a factor. Sure. But for him, he's he dominated at FC or SCF. Damn you, Kyle. FCS. I hate you. He tr he he transfers <laughs> up, but his numbers 
actually go up a little bit too. And I'm with you, Bob. I think there's some things he can clean yeah. up, angles, right. stuff like that. I think I just I have him in my top five at that position. It, I for would, fantasy? I would, both. I think I have him at my top five at the okay. position in both linebacker NFL and right. and fantasy because like a Nick Bolton. I love Nick Bolton. I think he's that go get him guy, but I think a Jabril Cox offers a little more upside, a little more athleticism. Really? For me, he does, from what I've seen. Sure. Okay. I lean the other way. I lean that. I lean more upside with Bolton, but I mean, I, how I, close I, are the two for you? Because I think they're pretty close very to far me. Apart. <laughs> oh, I think okay. I think I think Jabril Cox is like my linebacker eight, eight or nine. Okay. So, but again, it's like I love this class. So it's not, it's, right. you know, you're splitting. Out. You're outside of the top tier for me. The top tier is Michael Parsons, JOK. Two, second tier is Surratt and Collins, probably, maybe. Don't quote me. But then it's like, <laughs> then you kind of get into that tier where you're just kind of splitting hairs. Yeah. And that's Cox is in that tier for me, but he's on the lower end of that tier. So it's like, I don't hate him, but it's like, I just, I just saw his film and I wasn't impressed. The fact that he, you brought up the point that I didn't know that he went from NDSU to LSU and didn't really drop off in his rating for you. Right. That says a lot. You know I mean, it was basically the same. I mean, it's only percentage points, but sure. it was an uptick. And that's yeah, something right. I think that's the fact that it even stayed the same. Look at. Right. Know, the fact he didn't drop off at all. I mean, yeah. even if he dropped off a little bit, you would, would kind of have it. to say, yeah, exactly, because you're going from division two to the SEC. So I don't know how many people take that into effect. Um you know, if he'd have kind of fell off, I would have been like you, you know, well, he, he moved up a division, you know, it's, it's there, but, uh, you know, I, I'm with you, Micah Parsons, cream of the crop. Then I have Zadian uh, Collins. Then I have uh, Chess Rat. I think uh, Jabril Cox, I think he can be that. I think he can be that fourth linebacker. I really can. Cause I don't think, I'm going back to this upgrade from division two to SEC. That shows me that, okay, the game didn't overwhelm me, you know, sure. um, better competition, better players, better teams. And he was still able to perform at a high level or at least hold his value there. So uh, for me, that's key. Yeah. But Nick Bolton just got it done year in and year out at Missouri. He yep. did. And it's two years, two years starting, I think. Yeah, I two think years was, yes. Yeah, two yes. years of starting. He was. That's a interesting comparison because they're two different linebackers, right? Oh yeah, you know, Nick, very different. You know, you know, Jabril Cox offers a lot in coverage. I think he's good in both man and zone. Um, definitely translate to the NFL because of the way you know things are. Um, Bolton, I love Nick Bolton. Love the way he plays. Dude is just fiery, aggressive as hell. Hits hard. He comes up, fills running lanes. Uh, good instincts. Um, Another guy who might not be the fastest. Don't really care what his forty is because the dude just has a great feel for the game. I think. Um, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like interesting comparison. And those two, and you guys were talking about it both. I'm like, because they're two different styles, and it's a, uh, it's a good conversation for sure. You know, because you get yep. with this class being so talented and those guys being so much different, you can they could vary in all of our ranks. You know, and 
like we were talking earlier, like Bob said, once the uh, draft comes, we can just throw away our paper and just start over. <laughs> the landing spots, right? Yeah, you ain't, you ain't kidding. <laughs> That's good stuff. That was, I thought that was a pretty cool comparison you guys threw out there because they're different styled, you know, linebackers. So tells you how, how good this class really is, right? Yeah. Well, and I think the <laughs> linebacker is the, the, the strength of the class. Yeah. You know, and there's yeah, a lot of guys absolutely. to like and a, a lot of guys to like over other guys that, yeah. Like I said, not to have that lame defense of like, you know, I just like these other guys more, <laughs> but it's just, it yeah. is what it is. You know, at yeah. the end of the day, it's like, there's only so much, you know, you can pick on and you can nitpick on a lot of these guys, a lot of things. I'm, I'm going to be lower than Nick Bolton on a lot of people too. I think he's my LB four, maybe my LB six. You yeah. know, so it's like, right. You know, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's not that you hate him. It's just you got him a little lower, and I get it. Right. Definitely get it. And like Daryl likes Jabril Cox, maybe more than we do. I I like him as well. I don't have him quite as high as Daryl, and uh, but I do like him as a player as well. I just like a few more, a little more. Um, yeah. And it sounds like I got Bolton a little higher than Bob does, and it's like I could see this all over the board with different. And I love that. Yeah, that's too. one thing I awesome. love about the. I don't want to say disagreement, but the variance of opinions because yeah. yep. you know, if we all three agreed on something, I'll be like, okay, we're boring. good. But yeah. <laughs> exactly, it's boring. I'm agreed, but you know, I'm high on Jabril Cox and both of y'all, let's say y'all hate him. You know, the fact that yeah. y'all hate him, that makes me want to go back and see what I'm missing, see what you're seeing. See that was that though. was me with Osai. You know, yeah, honestly. Yeah. I know I got to go back and watch some more David Collins after tonight. <laughs> watch the missed tackles. Yes, yes. Yeah, he does have some missed tackles. Yes. I would no, drive me nuts. Yeah, I, I hear you. And there was times, like I said earlier, when he was just flowing with the play instead of just attacking. I yep. was like, go. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah I'm going to rewatch. Yeah. And, uh, so one more here. Um, and he's been a uh, kind of a hot topic among. Not just me and Kyle, but somebody me and Kyle knows. Trevor Mooring yeah, yeah. from TCU. Yep. He's 40th in your scoring, points per game yep. scoring. Where do you have him as a fantasy prospect? I think he's two or three, four, maybe. Okay. So he he's on I know he's on the higher end. I don't know the exact placing. But uh no, I like his game. I, I think he's probably gonna fare better NFL wise than Fantasy wise, just because I yeah. think that's the type of player he is, he's more of a free. Um, but he is a playmaker. You know, he's a ball hawk. I don't think he's as much of a strong tackler. Um, he's an able tackler, not as much of a willing tackler. He's not a guy who's going to come up in run support on a frequent basis because usually he's playing miles back in coverage right. anyway. <laughs> You're right. But you know, he's a guy. He's a guy I comp to Jesse Bates. Mm. Um, oh. That's Ooh, interesting. Kind of, kind of that off ball, but Jesse you Bates. Hit, I love. I love Jesse Bates. You so. hit. You hit a special place with that. Uh, yeah, you Darryl did. Because I love Jesse me some Bates. Jesse Bates, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Good deal. I like that comp. Now I'm gonna have to. Yeah, that's. Yeah, definitely gonna go back and watch him. Yeah, because I'm telling you, I was on Jesse Bates from right out the gate. Same here. And uh, people are like, "Oh, this is gonna fade, or he's he's not gonna keep this up." And Bob's crushing these comps, man. I'm yeah, he is, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I have to bob on some more here. I have, uh, I have a knack with comps. I don't know what yeah. it is. It's just I have, I, I like to talk bullshit that I have like a photographic memory. So for <laughs> me, when I see a player on film, I'm like, who does that look like? And sometimes I have to kind of go look and be like, yeah, I've seen this before. 
And sometimes it really hits, you know. See, like, I love people that does comps, but for me myself, I can't do them. I, I hate them. Yeah, I will I avoid them with a passion. I can't. I just don't know what it is. I can't do them. But when you said that, I was like, you know what? Yeah, God, that's right. I mean, he's yeah. it clicks. So yeah, good stuff, man. Uh, anybody else on your list that you want to touch that we haven't? Um, man. Uh, Man, um, I got one for you, Andre Cisco, the safety from uh, Syracuse. Sure. He, man, I he was I guy, love this dude. He was a guy I watched early, and I'm like, I like him. And then I watch more, and I'm like, <laughs> man, I don't know. I don't know if it's just that I've watched more. Like I've picked up on Jamar Johnson and Trayvon Morig and all this, and it's like Cisco. I just He's he's another guy. He's going to be a polarizing character, I think, for people. Damn, that, I'm all in on him because he is a mother freaking uh, ball, man. dude. I think he's my S five. I think. I mean, twelve interceptions in his first two seasons at Syracuse. Led the nation as a freshman. Was yep. fifth, I think, as a sophomore. Injuries are a huge concern. Yep. Um, he can be too aggressive. Sure. Uh which will allow him to miss a lot of tackles, but he almost plays like a linebacker at times. Yeah. He will freaking light your ass up, you yeah. know, when he can square you up. Uh, and I agree with you. I think he's a polarizing player. You know, when I jumped in, I was like, yep, my safety won. Some of these other issues, they I've moved him back down my board. But, man, I mean, if you can keep him healthy and work on some of the stuff like the tackling, the aggressiveness, if you can harness that in a little bit, he might be as good as any safety in this draft, especially with his ball hawk skills. I almost want to compare him to a Kevin Byard in a way, and I hate doing that. But, you know, he's just so good. When the ball's in the air, he attacks it. So, Sure. I don't hate it. Yeah, yeah I don't mind sure. him. Like I said, I – yeah. I don't know. I, I, he was one of the first ones I watched. So right. I, yeah. you know, now there's, I'd probably have to go back and be like, okay, I like him again. You know, just <laughs> it's so hard, right? That, when you, yeah. When you start recency going bias those, is a yeah, thing watching yeah. film. So, yeah. But uh, I don't hate him. You know, I think, like I said, I think he's my S5, S4, S5. So it's not like he's, yeah, it's S12 or whatever. Yeah. So, and a lot of, a lot of the guys we were uh, discussing linebackers, this and that, like they're all, you know, Fairly high enough in the rankings that doesn't say we don't necessarily like them. Right. more. Cisco, yeah, Daryl's the one that last year I think you were you turned me on to Andre Cisco and his tape is fun to watch. Man, he's uh he's not scared to gamble to go make a play. I'll no, tell you he that. Definitely is not. I mean, and it's fun to watch. It, 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 it's really and if he gambles right, man, he's yeah. a game changer. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. There's times where he makes a big play. Times he gets beaten. I'm sure they'll reel him in a little bit or whatever. But yeah, like Daryl said, he could be. Um, yep. those, the injury sucks. I uh, wanted to see him, but um, yeah, definitely um, um, one of my one of my favorite safeties in the class as well. So I cut you off a little bit, Bob. Is there anybody we haven't touched on that you want to mention? No, I don't. I don't think so. Um, okay, I, I'd be curious who's who's for each of you. Who's a guy that you're higher on than consensus that you think, and then who's a guy that you're lower on? Hmm. Go ahead, Kyle. Cause I, oh man, let me. Um, I mean, I know we've touched on. I think we're all fans of Chad Surratt. right? I know mm-hmm. Kyle and I are in on Jamar Johnson. Yep, yep. Um, 
I'm trying to – I think it will probably be an edge for me. I might be a little higher on Patrick Jones maybe than consensus. Yes. <laughs> um, Jones. Yeah, I, I really – Yes, um, I, I do too. I wrote his profile for a magazine, and I watched three, four games, and I I thought he was just real solid. Um, I think he's excellent at at uh, against the run, holding the edge. He knows his, he's disciplined. You know, he he's real solid there. And, and against the pass, like, there were some really nice reps where he could attack the outside shoulder and dip and rip, man. I'm just like, all right, you know. I thought his get-off was super smooth. Yep, his get-off is – Arguably the best in the class. Yeah, and I like that. The first thing I noticed. Yeah, yeah, he's got active hands too. I love the guys that I got. You know, even if they can't get there right, they're looking. You know, he's got a he's got a toolkit to work with. Yeah, yeah, and that's Uh, more than you can say for a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah, Um, definitely, um, definitely, probably a guy might be a little higher on than consensus. Um, I'm with you there. All right, I like it. I like it. Um, A guy I'm lower on. I, I know this is a guy we already talked about, but. Gregory Rousseau just keeps going down my list. Uh, you're, I hate to go back to the name we already discussed, but well, hey. uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just readjusted my kind of my edge rankings here for the the magazine, and I keep I just kept moving guys ahead of him. He, I mean, he's not like way yeah. down there, but um, I had him super high because um, you know at first I just you know his tape really popped. He's big, long arms. You know, there's there's some really nice reps where he gets. He, when he plays with really good extension, he gets on their pads and controls and disengages and goes. You're like, all right. And then he kicks inside and beats a guy off the snap, a guard off the snap, and splits it. It's, it's but then it just he just doesn't have much. His bend is just real. He just stiff sometimes, and it's like, man, I don't know yep. how you know. Where's he gonna win off the edge? Yep. You know, it looks like it looks like he's kind of running in cement. Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah, you know. and there's yeah. No, it's um, I. There's a lot to work with with them too, but I keep moving them down, and maybe I need to go rewatch or see. Um, but uh, I think those are probably the edge class for me is the one that I just keep flopping guys up and down. Yeah, with, well, you know. it's so ambiguous. Yeah, it's such it an is. Odd class. Yeah, it you is. know, without like a true like Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, yes. <clears throat> it's just such like a just kind of like a hodgepodge of like yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is too. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. I agree. And um, yeah, some guys like some more than others. And um, yeah, there's there's some projection with some of the guys too, right? You know, it's um sure. it's 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 a talented class, but it's like you said, ambiguous is definitely the right word. How about you, Daryl? Yeah, some good stuff. I, I'm gonna try to change it up just a little bit. The sure. one that I'm higher on that neither one of y'all mentioned is Carlos Basham, mm, uh, yeah. defensive okay. end for Wake Forest. Not a flashy player, um, but I think his overall game and his versatility to kick inside some at defensive tackle if you need him to, I just think his floor is so high compared to everybody else. I just think he's going to be that guy. He's, you know, he's going to be somebody that you can plug in and kind of forget. He's going to give you the same production week in, week out. Uh, he's done it at Wake Forest. One of the guys that I really love. And of course, you know, I'm a little higher on Jabril Cox than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jamar Johnson, according to the, or not Jamar Johnson. Um, Jamin Davis, I'm just, according to the scoring, I'm just not high on him. I know that I've seen 
a lot on social media. Yeah, he's the guy. I guess I just need to go back and look at his film some more and see why they have him so high. Yeah. Because I'm just well, not I'm just not seeing it. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm with you there. I'm not I watch like a game, so I haven't watched a ton. I'm not gonna claim to be an expert. <laughs> but you know, the one thing I think statistically that showed up too is like he's a he's a more or even like assisted tackle to solo. Yeah. Which, you know, for fantasy points, okay, whatever, you're splitting hairs. But to me, a solo tackle shows that either A, you can make the tackle by yourself. Or B, you're the first one of the ball. Exactly. And yeah, that yeah. just shows to me that, like, you're a heady player. You're more likely in the right spot at the right time where you need to be. And that usually plays into more points elsewhere, you know, because you need to be by the ball or at least in the vicinity to make a play and, you know, score points. Right. So for me, yeah. that's, you know, one of my big knocks I have on some players in this draft that it's like that's a huge, uh, like, right away that's a red flag for me is if, if it's even – or leaning more favoring towards uh, assisted tackles versus solos, and you're not an edge. If you're if you're a line player, I give it a little bit of a break because mm. you're more likely to get an assisted tackle because you're right by the ball with everybody else right away. Um, so it's a little different for edge, but or edge or D line, whatever. Um, but linebackers and safeties, that's a huge tell for me that I'm not going to be wild about that guy. Right on, yeah, it's a great point. I uh, definitely awesome. dig that for sure. Awesome, good stuff. Um, if you, either one of y'all don't have anything else on this list, we'll get into a couple of trades we got real quick. Good deal. Yep. Um, so we'll just jump into it. Uh, team A, they gave up Joe Burrow and Vita Vea. In return, they got Kareem Hunt, Robbie Anderson, a 2021 first, a 2021 second, a 2022 third and a 2022 fifth. Clearly, somebody thinks a lot of Burrow. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. Uh, for me, I just think that's a little bit much. Yeah, I I I lean that way too. I think. I mean, I don't know how good is Hunt, how good is Robbie Anderson, but at the end of the day, they're guys you can put in your lineup. You know, right. either, to, either to stream or, you know, start in some cases, especially if Chubb goes down. Uh, maybe Anderson gets more reps with uh, Samuel leaving. Who knows? Um, I'd be really curious to know what that 2021 first is uh, mm-hmm. position-wise in the draft. Same with the second. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's terrible, but it is a lot. I would I would think that Team B is probably in a rebuilding stage, if that's the case. I think. And they probably desperately need a quarterback if they're giving if that they're a, yeah, at yeah. A, probably, you know, maybe they have Watson or something like that. Or, and I almost yeah, feel like Vita like Vea was a throw-in, which if that's oh, yeah. the case, that's, sure, that's sure. huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, our second trade, uh, Team A gave up uh, Njoku, or David Njoku, the tight end, a 2021 second, a 2021 eighth. Team B gave up Tyus Bowser, linebacker for Baltimore, Matt Milano, linebacker for Buffalo, and linebacker Shaq Thompson for Carolina. Clearly, Team A needed linebackers because they got three. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm t- if I'm Team A, I'm taking this because you're getting you're, – Clearly, you have a need, and you're getting three linebackers. Not crazy about Njoku, and a 2021 eighth is nothing. 
I guess yeah. the 2021 second is kind of the price there, but wow. I would uh, personally, I'd do this trade just for Matt Milano. Exactly. I don't think anything of David and Joku. Um, the 21 second is really the only piece I want out of that pair. And like you said, the 21 eighth, unless it's like a, a keeper league of sorts, you know, where you're not. These are dynasty leagues. These are all okay. Yeah. So then in that case, I would, yeah, totally just. <laughs> I, I want Matt Milano and Shaq Thompson's a bonus and Tyus Bowser, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, if you need, obviously, team need linebackers. Uh, Joku just, you know, pro, the promise and talents there. Haven't we haven't really got a lot of to see it yet, or a lot ton of production. But if you need linebackers and you're you're not too big on Joku, you're basically giving up a second, getting Milano, who I'm a big fan of as well, and Shaq Thompson's more than startable as well. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely makes sense. All right, our last trade, and Kyle, you should know this trade because yep. you are in this league. Yes. It's a defensive-only league, so there is no offensive players whatsoever oh, in this wow. league. Interesting. Yes, so Team A gave up linebacker Zach Cunningham and a 2022 fifth. In return, they got a 2022 first and a 2022 second. I probably prefer the Zach Cunningham side. Oh. And that's with assuming, I could be wrong, that those two picks are probably for a contending team that needed a linebacker. Um, so they're sending, if they're their own picks, probably, you know, later picks. Um, but if they're if they're gonna if they're gonna be high picks that or if they project that way, I'd probably lean the other way. They wouldn't be high picks. High picks, but they would probably be mid to late. Mid to late, yeah. I lean Cunningham, I think. If oh, you're wow. competing, if you're a competing team. So if you're a mid if you're a mid-tier team, kind of borderline, would you where would you go? It's tough. Because this well. is my trade personally. <laughs> I'm in I'm in an IDP only league. Uh I was kind yeah. of middle of the road. I had Cunningham, so I traded away Cunningham in the fifth for a first and a second. If you have if you have the depth at linebacker to keep yourself kind of in it, you know, I don't mind it at all because then you're you're building to hopefully get something more later. Yeah, I have a actually I have a Levante David, I have a Kyle Vanoy. Um, I think I have somebody else that was I can't remember who it is right off the top of my head, but I had another guy that was not a superstar, but Kind of decent, so sure. It's an interesting format with just IDP. Yeah, players. yeah. It's a, it's a different yeah. dynamic for sure. Yeah, and yeah. we did the draft before the NFL yeah. draft. So We've already done more. our draft, so there's no 2021. Those yeah. Parsons and those guys are long gone. So, no, I, okay. I think I I definitely like the insight both ways there. Um, being as contender, need a linebacker, or are you? I think it was a fire trade overall. Yeah, sure. I think it's I think it's pretty even. I I yeah. just lean Cunningham because of the fact that it's a for sure player. That's yeah. the only reason I yeah. lead that way. And it's somebody now versus somebody next year. Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was at. I, I just kind of didn't feel like I was a win now team. So for sure. go ahead and trade Cunningham and get that first and second next year. So I've got two first, two seconds next year. I think I can build off of that and be sure. contender. So yeah, 
Yeah. Excellent. Oh man. Great show guys, man. Bob, thank you for coming on, man. We got to have you back, dude. You got to have you back. Happy to. Yeah, absolutely. Do we got to do this again? You know, if Kyle keeps screwing around, I'm going to replace him and put you in. So (laughs) man, I don't know if I have that much time in my schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, but seriously, thank you for joining us, uh, taking the time to do this. Um, the floor is yours. Tell them where they can find you. Tell them what you're working on. Tell them what you're doing. No problem, man. The pleasure was mine. This is awesome. This is a blast. Thanks so much for having me. Um, you can find me at Bob Van underscore IDP on the Twitter. Um, right now, I'm cranking out draft profiles at Fantasy Six Pack. Um, doing a lot of YouTube content over at Dynasty Rewind. Um, we just had a huge mock draft on our channel. Uh, crushed over 700 views in a day, which was pretty epic. Awesome. Awesome. Um, you know, we do, we drop a mock every Monday. Um, we're looking to have, you know, you know, guests in the space on every now and then. Um, so check those out for sure. That's a, that's been a blast with those guys. Um, and uh, next uh, we'll be at fantasy six pack. I'll be doing a live draft show with them. Um, I'll be the defense guy nice. um, in the draft. Yes. So um, whenever a defensive uh, move is made, I'll get to chip in on the other stuff too. Probably, maybe. I don't know if Joe will let me. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to defense, I'm one of the authorities over there, so uh, nice. I'm the only IDP guy. So, um, so that's what I've been up to: draft profiles, YouTube content over at Dynasty Rewind. Um, check us out over there, man. Uh, we have a blast. We do a lot of a lot of fun stuff here and there. Um, mock drafts are our big thing right now. We're doing rookie breakdowns and all that fun stuff. Um, awesome. Like I said, man, thanks for having me. This is a blast. Uh, chopping it up with you guys. Rookies, like I said, are my wheelhouse. Um, so again, can't thank you enough for having me. This is a blast. So yeah, man. Yeah, man. Anytime. Me. I mean, anytime you want to come back, just hit me or Kyle up and let us know. Say, hey man, I'm ready. Yeah. We would be glad to have you on, man. Loving this rookie talk with you. The the uh point thing that you did that is so Great, especially kind of bouncing it off what I'm doing. And then to hear where you have them personally, love that kind of stuff. So um, if y'all are listening, make sure you follow Bob at Bob Van underscore IDP. He's doing yes, great things. Absolutely. Kyle, you're up. Oh, um, yeah, you can uh, find me on Twitter. Time's up, at- Kyle. Yeah, okay, that's it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, you can, yeah, yeah, you can find me on Twitter uh, at KBall54. All my writing rankings are over at IDP Guys. Um, working on the, I wrote a couple sleeper articles. If anybody's interested in that, um, working on the draft magazine coming up, and uh, I'm getting ready for draft season. Uh, it's exciting. Um, thanks, Bob, for coming on the show, man. Thanks for hanging in there for a couple hours here. We're rolling on two hours. Um, feel like we could probably talk rookies for another two hours. Oh, <laughs> not, I know we could. I know. You know, it's, it's <laughs> awesome. Seriously, man, thanks for joining us. This was a great time. Uh, definitely, if you want to come back, hit us up. Let's do it again. Um, sure. Uh, this was a blast. And uh, that's enough about me. How about let's talk Let's talk about Hollywood. Uh, yeah, Hollywood. Hollywood. Give the people what they want, Hollywood. That's right. The draft magazine, you hit it, man. It's it's we're almost to the finish line with this thing. It's fixing to come out pretty soon. So we're what three weeks away from the draft, probably yeah, yeah. four or five weeks out from the magazine once we fill in some stuff. So landing spots after the draft, and then yeah, uh, it's gonna blow away what we did last year. Um, 
so many good writers and contributors to this, so many people working on this thing from so many sites. Um, and then I, I'm the same as Bob. I've been hammering the draft profiles, everything that we're mm-hmm. not putting in the magazine. I've been hammering these things out. Uh, a lot of good stuff going on. Got the IDP Devi rankings. Pump them the Devi company. rankings, Daryl. Yeah, man. They're hard to find. Easy top one, top 100. Animal. So it, I, I know it's not something everybody enjoys or knows about, but I change them to, or every chance I get. So go check those out. IDP guys for me and Kyle Wright. I'm on Twitter, Hollywood Titan, Facebook, any given Sunday page, Reddit, you know, on the FFIDP page, King Titan One. So I'm anywhere. I'm everywhere. We're doing a lot of stuff. Of course, you can follow me and Kyle here at IDP Nation. And then I also do the Devi IDP Grind, which is a podcast dedicated to Devi IDP, which is something uh, it's it's hardcore, man. I'm I'm all into these campus, the Canton leagues. I'm just full bore, man. I don't even let up. So. Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is, is we did a draft last year with our buddy Eric, and, and I used his Debbie. Oh God, everybody did. Him. I just Eric's I like, picked hey, man, before, I'm gonna, I I'm gonna do a <laughs> I'm gonna do a campus to Canton League. You want to join? I'm like, sure. Yeah. And he got everybody to fill in, and the next yeah. thing I know, we, we start the draft, and they're like, "Hey, man, thanks for your Debbie uh, IDP <laughs> rankings. I'm using them." I'm like, son of a bitch, man. Uh, it's like 14, 16 teams, and everybody was using my rankings against me. I was like, damn, y'all going to make me work here. So I was just <laughs> trying to piss you off the whole time by taking going oh, you, you weren't the only one. Joey and, and Doug and some of those that other was, guys, man, they were wearing me out. Yeah, like, that was fun, though. Those rankings are awesome. I was like, you know, I kind of really regret putting those rankings out there right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're an animal. But yeah, we do all kinds of good stuff. And again, Bob loved what you brought tonight, man. That was the awesome. heat. That was the fire. Yeah. And just being able to bounce what you're seeing and doing versus kind of what I'm seeing and doing. That was just amazing, man. For sure. All righty. Be sure to uh, give us those five star reviews on iTunes or wherever you're listening to our podcast, you know, if there's nowhere to drop that review, hit us up in our DMs. Say, hey, five-star review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. As always, trades, um, draft questions, player breakdowns, whatever you need, let us know. Um, And then be sure to hit us up with the Patreon. We're not going to do it tonight, but uh, we will get together. We hope to have Bob back with us. Uh, maybe this weekend or whatever. We're going to do that maybe next week. We'll get that uh, Patreon with him, and maybe we'll continue this discussion here about rookies, which I hope we do. As always, when you hit our top-tier Patreon of the rookie, our uh, Patreon of the IDP Nation, you get our official doctor, Ethan Turner. His rookie injury guide is included in that, Make and I'm telling you, that thing is freaking amazing. Whatever you pay for our Patreon, the guide will pay for itself. So be sure to check that out. Um, like I said, we're easy to find. Hit us up at IDP Nation, uh, at Kyle Bella Fuel 54 at Hollywood Titan. And you know what? Hit Bob up. Bob, it was Absolutely. amazing. At Bob Van underscore IDP. He is killing it as well. So, um, so much good stuff, man. This was an amazing show. I'm just, 
it's rookie season. I got the fever, more cowbell, you know, I'm all in yeah. right now. So, yeah. uh, hit Budweiser's us up. are flowing. Oh yeah. But what, but are always flowing. Always, right? always. always. <laughs> um, be sure to check us out, hit us up and, um, uh, be sure to come back, Bob open door anytime, my friend. Yep. I'll be um, here. Kyle, all you're right. fired every day. That's uh, four. That's four. I have the over under at five. Yeah, well, I got to stop because, you know, I'm going to lose if I don't. So. <laughs> uh, be sure to hit us up. Thank you all for listening. Uh, this will drop uh, probably tomorrow when I get home. I'll tag you guys on it. Uh, once again, thanks for coming on, Bob. Uh, Kyle, love you, man. And uh, if you all have nothing else, we're out. Go, Pat, go. Yeah, see, yeah. I, see, see, I can't with you two right now. Double Packers, that's some bullshit right there.